Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mark Bell's Power Project podcast, hosted by Mark Bell, co-hosted by Nsima Eang, and myself, Andrew Zaragoza. This episode is recorded on August 8th, and it is with our friends Matt Vincent and Bonnie Schroeder. Matt Vincent's been on the podcast several times, and he's one of uh, the longest tenured guests that we've had. I think he's been on the podcast in every iteration of it, and that includes the uh, locations as well. Uh, but Matt, of course, is the owner of Hate Brand Goods. Uh, they make the amazing fanny pack that I wear every single day. Bonnie is a power powerlifter, and fitness coach. Together, they've been traveling the, the entire country, having a lot of fun. Uh, you guys need to follow them on Instagram. All links will be down in the uh, descriptions below. But uh, what's really interesting about it is that we get an awesome perspective from uh, their point of view as in regards to like what's going on with the country right now, whether it be uh, you know protests uh, in regards to police brutality and even you know coronavirus. They they get a <laughs> they get to they get to see different parts of the country and they tell us that in some certain parts that nobody wears masks yet when they show up here in California, you know, it's kind of mandatory. The uh, super interesting topic that we covered today was their uh, psychedelic experiences. Both, uh, did a uh, an ayahuasca retreat in Costa Rica, and just some really amazing things happened to them. Um, a lot of stuff that they they've been you know carrying with them for so long kind of got worked out during this psychedelic experience. But we had a lot of fun with this one, so we hope you guys do as well. If you do, please reach out to us. All social media links will be down in the description below. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this episode with Matt Vincent and Bonnie Schroeder. Ten. Yeah. So average is thirteen. We looked it up. Because she didn't, she's works. like, I'm not. It's not. I, mean, I don't it fart more than most just people. Just because of the food I eat, now. right? But when I don't eat that food, well, she eats good. So I'd say. So imagine if we put her on what our diets used to be. Yeah, but she eat vegetables though. No vegetables make you farty. She don't need them. Oh. Just everything makes you farty. I guess. Except like every one of her farts is like air back there, so it's like pop. there's no room. Yeah, all of her farts sound like bubble wrap. It's like. Bleh. <laughs> Yeah. The, the, but the, she probably has 60 of those a day. Jesus yeah. Christ. One of the best <laughs> descriptions that Mark ever said was like, it sounds like someone's ripping carpet. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like an old zipper. Squat, when you're squatting. Yeah. That makes oh, sense. man. The last time we were last here. Last time I was here, I farted while I was squatting. A good fart while you were squatting, like laughing on the way Oh, up. yeah. Like hit, hit <laughs> position and just your brap. And I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just can't stop laughing. You guys are beyond the uh, farting in front of you other stage a bit. you know what an exhausting thing that would be to pretend that we don't fart or poop you, know you would be very bloaty you we live in a truck that would be for me i'd be so uncomfortable and so much pain i think it was probably the first weekend that we actually hung out i was like this get this out of the way release this we're both I'm adults die. here yeah. yeah i feel like you're gonna double over in pain holding those oh on. it's on terrible dude that's it's the worst when you, you first start going out with someone and like um <laughs> stay at their house the first night and so like you don't get your morning poop like you're just like I'm gonna head home. <laughs> it's like we both need some time. I'm sure. Comfortable here. Yeah. Can we, can we just skip this stage and start farting in front of each other? Right. And be humans. You guys have been uh, traveling around a bunch, huh? Yeah, yeah. We're we're five, five weeks in, what's man. The, what's the goal? What the, is goal the goal was to get the fuck out of St. Louis. Oh. It was not that we dislike St. Louis. No, it was just man. We just missed travel. Like I mean, that's that's a big one for have me. Have you as slid far down as the arch yet? Once. <laughs> Climbed right up to the top. Got there. <laughs> Slid right down. I did it on my feet, though. Oh, that's the way. Am I missing the reference? Uh, I feel no, like it's a, just the St. Louis Arch. Oh, oh there's big no, okay. stainless there's steel There's an arch thing. there, yeah. I was just, that's it. It I didn't, sounded I didn't, so weird. I didn't post about <laughs> what it. What is it, like 200 gate? feet high? <laughs> no, it's like 1,000 feet tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1,000 yeah. feet tall. <laughs> it's, a, it's a gateway arch. It's 
Gateway to the Americas. Mm. How tall is it really? I don't know how tall it is. Gateway to the West. We could look that up. Two hundred feet. Looking it up right right? now. No, maybe more. I bet. I bet more than five hundred. I'd say I'm gonna give it five hundred. Sounds reasonable. One dollar, Bob. (laughs) Four (laughs) sixty-six. That's my guess. Wow. Are we Googling this? I would assume. 630 feet. Oh, there we go. All right. Okay. Wow. Be quite and a, he slid down. There. Quite That's an the whole epic point. slide down. We'll show yeah, that video later. Yeah, I greased later. my feet and went down. <laughs> Coconut oil. A lot oil. of balance. Yeah, MCT oil. MCT, I want to <laughs> keep it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us your brand. MCT oil, coconut oil, oh, butter gosh. story. This is your fault. You did this. Of like 2015 or 2016? Yeah. Also, the first time hearing this for me was the other day. Yeah. Um, I've, I've shit a lot. In my life, <laughs> uh, hey, we're proud. That's why you're on the show. I know it. Proud of you. Yeah. So when I was really working on becoming less gross and uh, getting less fat, and talking to you a bunch about keto ideas mm-hmm. and things like that, and uh, you're like, "Man, before bed, sweet tooth, keto cocoa." And I'm like, "Okay, sick." And you're like, "Unsweetened cocoa powder, uh, MCT oil, coconut oil, heavy whipping cream." And I'm like. Perfect. I can do that. Add a little cinnamon. It's fancy it up. What I didn't miss or what I didn't get correct was the idea that it's coconut oil or <laughs> MCT oil. <laughs> so I went with both. Mm. <sighs> I also added butter. <laughs> oh, my Because well, I don't know. Because it make it taste more delicious. Everything needs salt. butter, right? Yeah. And um, about 30 minutes later, I got some of the worst hot snakes I've ever had in my life. So bad, man. Just lava and magma flying out of my backside. That's a rough feeling when your stomach feels hot like that. Oh, it's not good. You know, in the words of Burdick, the concern is when they're cold. No, that's true. <laughs> you yeah. have a cold poop, then you've got things to worry about. Yeah, I texted Burdick one day and said, oh, man, my farts are really hot today. This is disgusting. <laughs> and he writes back. He's like, only contact me if they're cold. Because <laughs> that would be a problem. Yes, I spent most of that night. Like in my in my bathroom, I had one of those, uh, you know, the private like toilet closet that we, we now have in life. Uh, I just ended up like I couldn't leave because of the rate that I kept shitting. So I had just like leaned against the wall and had fallen asleep, essentially, just like well, just whatever needs to get out of here. It'll just keep flowing out. Just keep. We get. We're in the right place for it. Bubbling Either over. that or lay in the tub. I don't know the answer. Oh wow. <sighs> So you're getting out of St. Louis, and uh, what else are you doing? Yeah, so we we hit the road, and we're just kind of doing a summer road trip. We did one last year. Uh, a month. For last a month. year was just a month. This year, we blocked off eight weeks. So yeah. Had so much Digging fun, it? we decided to double it. So much fun. It, it, it just, especially now, because like we're five weeks in, and it feels really sustainable. Because we know how to find camp. We can grab an Airbnb if we need one every once in a while for... Quality Wi-Fi, place to wash clothes, meal prep a little bit, um, and just kind of resort out. Uh, so that's been good. Or, you know, if we book an Airbnb, I've got a place that I can have uh, my meal prep company, Eat Right Foods or Stay Classy Meats, can send stuff to us there, and we can restock. And so, I mean, dinner most nights has been rice and meat that we, we get from those places. And, and on the road, we stop at gas stations and heat that up in bowls and steal their condiments. And so it's, it's been awesome. And, you know, being on the, if we wanted to go see friends and we wanted to get out cause travel's been cut so much this year that 
that's a big part of what I love to do. And we both enjoy doing it and the camping and, you know, stealing some time in nature. Plus the weather's great in the Pacific Northwest with summer Mm. in St. Louis. It's a hot butthole. So (laughs) it seems like you've, uh, you've loved it. You love travel since I've known you pretty (laughs) much. And then how about for yourself? Absolutely. Same thing. Same thing. Like all my family vacations growing up were to lakes and camping or staying in cabins, canoeing, fishing, all that. So I totally grew up that way. You guys uh, fight, argue on the road much, or you know, things? Because uh, I don't know, it's just like uh, you're close, together, close quarters for a to- long time. Together, together, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're used to living and working together anyway. Like we both work from home, you know. So I think we're very aware of the space and time that the other one needs. I need a little bit more quiet time than he yeah. does. Um, but no, there hasn't been really any issues. At no. all. And if something's bothering one of us, like neither of us have a problem speaking up. And, yeah, you say it and then and that. let the communication yeah. be there. That way you, you talk about it like two adults instead of hold Passive something in until. Bullshit. Or or do it like I do. And we talk to each other with levels of sarcasm <laughs> to, to eliminate the problems. Like, being, hey, you know, like uh, if you're going to put feet on the dash. Let's clean the windshield every once in a while. <laughs> you know, something see, like that. Right. Like, couples which do clearly that. I need Some, to do now. Sometimes it turns into something, though, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Every once in a while. Right. But I think, but hey, at least you got it out. Right. And I mean, look, neither of us have so much ego that we can't say, oh, sorry, I'll, I'll try to I'll try to fix it. Right. And and then have a conversation. And and then also respect the fact that you need time alone. And whether that's we're at an Airbnb and we need to be in separate rooms for a little bit to either just chill and have some private space. You know, three people in a truck's crowded bit because we've got our media guy, Brant, with us, too. And so, um, you know, every, everyone needs that time. And so, like, when we get an Airbnb, you know, I try to make sure we've got that he's got his own room, too, because he needs that. And, uh. He's an animal. Uh, uh, (laughs) What else else you guys have been doing? It seems like you guys have some uh, unconventional ways of uh, working on yourselves individually. So let's uh, dive into some of that. What's you've uh, drug talk. Yeah. Yeah. You've been messing around with some uh, psychedelics and such. And like a lot of people don't know about that world. Yeah. uh, I started dabbling in it, I guess, um, 2016 or uh, pretty much after my knee went to shit. And was at that point was just dealing with chronic pain and was looking for anything that could be an avenue of of some light out of where I was. And um, so started dabbling a bit way more with uh, cannabis and then, you know, edibles and edibles have a little bit more of a psychoactive uh, feeling than smoking does just because your liver processes it. And so you get a a different chemical reaction. Um, I don't know all the science behind it because I'm not terribly smart, but so I'm not going to pretend to use those big words. And then as that's moved on, it's been a little bit of psilocybin with mushrooms and some other stuff. Um, and it's I found all of it has been wildly beneficial for me. It's it's changed a lot of my perspective. I think it's reframed a lot of things as far as gratitude and empathy and checking my ego out of most equations to where. You know, that little thing of someone does a slight to you and and yet it's easy to take it as a personal thing instead of just maybe they didn't realize what they were doing. 
Like, give that benefit of the doubt There's first. There's uh, multiple reasons, right? They could have maybe not realized what they were doing. Maybe they had a rough day. Of course. You know, there's, there's a lot of different reasons on why yeah, you never know. someone might lash out or say something, and they just have no clue that it even bothered you at all. Yeah, it's one of the things I've picked up during this, and that's been really powerful for me to, to handle those type of situations, is I don't equate uh, malintent to something I can answer with stupidity or someone's tired or they're busy. So I always equate those things as first. So if someone says something and you take it a bit offensive, maybe just think they don't know enough. That's the definition of a good explanation. So if someone is to say, uh, I think keto diets are dumb. Like that's, that's not, and you need to explain why, like, what, what are you talking about? If you can then wrap it around and say, uh, well, cause I've, I'm more of a believer that it comes down to calories. And when you're doing a keto diet, you're probably cutting out some calories. Then you're like, ah, okay. Now we're having a conversation. Right. Yeah. All all diets work. Right. It's a matter of how long are you willing to live in a caloric deficit? That's, (laughs) that's how this, this operates or surplus, but uh, you know, so, so some bit of mushrooms and then some, I've dabbled a little bit of LSD and then, um, we both went for New Year's this year to kick off 2020. We went to Costa Rica and did, uh, four days of ayahuasca at a facility called, uh, Rhythmia. And it was, uh, it was an experience. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting week. Is that the yeah. second time you did ayahuasca? No, this would be that my first run at ayahuasca. Both of our first yeah. times. Yeah, mm-hmm. both of us, yeah, okay. same place. So. Yeah, you're there for a week, and we had four ceremonies in a row. So it was what, pretty intense. Why do you guys think that this kind of stuff is considered to be so... It seems like it's... I, I don't think that it's strange. I don't care. I think it's great. Like, whatever way people can find... Uh, whatever the hell it is, we're all looking... F- we're all looking for something, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever way people can find that, um, as long as... Uh, as long as it doesn't hurt me, <laughs> right? And then I'm I'm pretty much uh, cool with it. But what do you guys think? Like, why is there there's such a stigma? Is it is it the unknown? I mean, people are doing drugs all day. We got caffeine. We no. have alcohol. Right. Those are the acceptable ones. I it's mean, ama- I, I, look at how, how cool cigarettes were. You know, <clears throat> yeah, right. 20, there is years ago. there is no good or bad drug. It's just chemicals, right? And it's just how it's used. And I think, like you said, a lot of people are afraid of the unknown. You know, and ayahuasca is a Big, big, big unknown. And people only know what they've heard. And some of those stories can be a little scary, a little intense. So people are automatically turned off and say, no, 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 no. I could never. I could never do that. And a lot of these things, you know, you are faced with your anxieties, facing your fears and things like that. And that's just uncomfortable for people. Yeah, I think so it's too much of a look it. in the mirror. For, for a lot of people or, or and especially something like that, where this is work, like this is medicine. Yeah. And I think it's too much of a I think people think it's too much of a look in the mirror when when the reality of it is in one of the decisions that helped me go through it was the more that I started familiarizing myself with it and being around people that could could guide a little bit through this arena, you know, um, with Kyle Kingsbury or, or Aubrey Marcus or any of these other people I've been fortunate enough to, you know, call close friends. Um, listening to them and these big, big concepts that I kept getting from them. And, and, and there's a lot of stuff there that I, I don't need. Like, um, I like what they do with open relationships, but that, it's it's not working for me. I know that. And, that. and that's fine. But it seems to be great for them. And best of luck to you. Um they're not bitter and they're not negative people and they all are in loving relationships with their friends and the people they hold close. They believe in this tribe. They probably some of the happiest people seem to be the happiest people I'm around. And 
support each other fully like this couldn't want anything more than success for you. And, and why wouldn't you feel that way? Right. I think a lot of people operate out of scarcity that that there's only so much success we all have to share. And it's not fucking true. Mm-hmm. Like it's all out there. Same with happiness. Same with love and leaning into that instead of fear is really what I picked up from them. And so I'm like, man, there's something here. I'd like to know myself and then I can make a decision. And so I towed the water uh, a little bit with different things, you know, microdosing or moving into mushrooms with some different stuff. And, uh, it's been good. Also, I wasn't insecure going in, you know, I wasn't battling an addiction going in. I wasn't battling. I, I don't have a bunch of crazy childhood trauma. Things have been pretty fucking sweet for me, you know, um, yeah, I, I mean, think that's important to know. I think it's a, that's an important note, you know, because yeah. I think of that course. some people think it might rescue them. And it's like, well, I, you know, I, I don't know, but you're just sharing the way that it went for you. Right, right. That, yeah. That's all I have. Like, I don't I think, think it's for everyone, but this is right. my my experience. And that's all I can speak on. I think the people because we were at, at Rhythmia with a group of 100 people uh, during the ceremonies. Um and I think we were some of the people everybody that had... Na- everybody naked, by the way? For some no. reason, I'm picturing it. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I no. must be thinking of something different. More, more <laughs> cult dressed. Like, every, every, everyone and, there is dressed in, like, kind of, like, flowy white stuff. Like, okay, when we go okay. to a ceremony. I didn't yeah. get that memo, so I'm in all black. Cause, yeah. <laughs> we didn't get that memo. Yeah, because I'm a disgusting human being. I can't wear white all day. Like, what distance could I wear a white suit and not get something on it? It's not a possibility. But I think out of everyone there, we were two people that had, like, the least amount of trauma that we were going yeah. in to fix. And a lot of the things that I thought would come up for me in your journeys, like it didn't actually. So the medicine gives you what you need, not necessarily what, what you, you want. want. Yeah. yeah, I really hope that I'd get this, you know, connection and conversation with my, my father who's passed. I was really kind of, you know, there's, you know, man, what's going to come up? And so you, you do have anxiety about it. Like, fuck, am I going to have to deal with this thing that I've kind of shuttled away somewhere or, you know, what's going to come up and it. The, the biggest thing with that is being able to submit and being able to, I, I call it, hand the keys over. This this ride's going to go wherever it's going to go, and you don't get to be in control anymore. And that's okay. You're not in danger. Like, you're not in real fucking danger. It's, it's, it's things you need to sort out. And the other thing they talk about when uncomfortable situations and uncomfortable feelings do come up, um, whatever's coming is going. What's coming so let it come. That was a really, really That's helpful one. one for me because the first uh, part of my really intense night was very, very scary. But you're not so out of control that you can't tell yourself that, oh, this is the drug. Yeah, this I took is medicine. What I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I took medicine. This is the effect. And um, is going. But you could, probably could get into a pretty bad spiral of panic, right? You can. <laughs> you, you can. But the shaman yeah. and, and other people okay. there are so good mm-hmm. at, at what they do that you do feel this light this uh i mean for for me one of the really interesting things that had happened um at, at the place there's these two dogs mm. uh galaxy and uh aquila and uh they they refer to the dogs as shaman and so like while we're in ceremony they're free to come in the, the building and wander around and do all this and so like two of the nights we were there while i was pretty deep into it um i felt like I was laying there and somebody had sat with me and both the dogs had come and got on my mattress with me and kind of spooned in. And, um, 
one of the one of the conversations I had with them, uh, with the dogs, the dogs. Um, so I visualize both of them as dogs that I have with uh, my ex-wife, uh, this uh, mutt Ziggy and this other uh, dachshund Willie, and um, was this conversation I had with them and like. Man, having having pets that you've had for a long time and then moving away, it's fucking tough. These these are kids. And had this conversation with them of like, miss you. And I'm I'm sorry that I left, you know? And uh hearing back from from the dog or or Ziggy, you know, was like, Yeah, but you you know she you know that she needed us, right? And and yeah, I do. And this was the right thing. Damn. And so that was a cool release and moment to have. Um, yeah, it, it's a powerful thing. And, and I mean, the other thing for me out of this group of a hundred dogs, by the way, are actually a lot more common than people think. I'd like <laughs> I've seen the show Family Guy more than once. <laughs> These were some pretty amazing dogs. Anytime you think that you'd actually like your dogs to talk to you, think about if you had a friend that occasionally just chases his ass around in a circle. You don't want any information no, from that dude. I that only, you only feed it once, like once or twice a day. Right. It's so yeah. mad. At He's like, what are we having? Tonight? We having brown person. pebbles? These will be awesome. <laughs> How come you get to eat brown all day? Pebbles. Fat fuck. <laughs> right. I want to go lay down. Thank <laughs> God. Like, uh, thanks, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I got up. I woke you up at six. I'm going to go take a nap for the next three hours. <laughs> I'm, I'm real curious about this real quick, though, because, I mean, you guys said there's hundreds of people at this ceremony. Mm-hmm. Does, but I think 110. 110. Mm-hmm. Is everyone on at the same time? Oh, and yeah. Is this something yeah. that, like, you get up while you're on and you'll wander mm-hmm. around? Yeah, yeah or- absolutely. So, so imagine it like a, it's a nice resort, but it almost feels more like a rehab center. Totally. So in the center of everything, there's the temple, which is just this big building. And for ceremonies, everyone has their own mattress, a pillow, a blanket, and a bucket. A because bucket, yeah. most people will purge. Wow. Um, at least one of the nights. Um, but you're in there with a hundred people. Uh, ceremony begins at like 6 p.m. And everyone goes up and gets their cup. And then you go back to your bed and you lay down and you wait. And so everyone's experiencing it together. But I wasn't stressed out about the number of people there. Like that never no. really seemed like an issue because your world kind of gets real small. Yeah. Your and mattress ends up being the only yeah. thing going on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But in the beginning, it's probably helpful before you start the ceremony, pr- probably to have that energy of like-minded people around. Well, and, maybe. And, and a place that we went to, like Rhythmia, one of the things they do really well are these integration classes. And so, like, we would have ceremony in the evening, but we had classes to kind of attend throughout the day where people talked about their experience, and then the shaman would be in there to help, not necessarily interpret, but if things you could see when people are like, this is what I had going on. And it felt really sketchy because people had crazy experiences. Mine were very mild comparison to a lot of the folks in the room. And, um, yeah, having, having those classes of integration of how to deal with it and how to continue to work with the medicine after you've left, uh, were, were really, really valuable. So I think something like that versus, I don't know, shooting from the hip. I mean, you could fucking order the products online. I think that's a terrible idea. Uh, yeah, I would recommend doing it with with people that know their shit and, you know, yeah. quality shaman and do your research and make sure that this is. I'm know, sure there's something to uh, doing it out in nature, you know, and yeah. I mean, you do it in a uh, 
in a building and you're on the 20th floor and you freak out about something, maybe <laughs> not great. Maybe, maybe not a great idea, right? Yeah. I mean, set, well, set and setting, I think, are, are very, very important for psychedelics as much as anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the, oh, yeah. That night was like seeing the stars for the first time. In my yeah. Life. I'm sure there's some Incredible. psychedelics that probably fit into this category. But for the most part, it's not really like a it's not a party thing, right? Mm-mm. No. Like no. Like, I think maybe that's a misunderstanding that people have. Like, I think oh, that would yeah, be a terrible be. idea. Oh, you're just taking drugs to, like, have a have a blast. No, 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 with that said, yes, I also enjoy drugs. Like, I mean, I like taking – if we're going to be camping somewhere and we know that we're going to be relatively secluded, I like taking mushrooms. It is fun. But, again, it's set and setting. Am I in a place that this is going to enhance the feeling I have of being in this location? And, you know, just, it can be fucking fun. There's nothing wrong with having fun. Enjoying food with the rest of your family instead right. of being on some weird diet. I yeah. think it's kind of similar in some way. Yeah, you know, I, I want to experience the same thing everybody else experienced. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not good or bad, right? Like, it doesn't have feelings. It's a thing. Uh, you know, no different than food is. Like, there's not good and bad food. It's a choice. You know, it's how it reacts to you. And, you know, and the situation you give it. And... And so, like, yeah, I think there's different times. Like, I know that if I want to get some shit sorted, it's a different set and setting than if I want to be in the woods and give it more to interact with, I guess would be the way. Um, What are some differences, if there are differences, between you just kind of thinking about stuff versus utilizing these uh, psychedelics um, to think think about stuff? you, You get better at accessing... For me, I get better at accessing those, I don't know, let, let's call it um, thought processes, you know, different problem-solving methods, different creative concepts, different, able to connect A to C in a different way than I can without. <clears throat> but the more that I've kind of tapped into it, especially with, you know, something as simple as microdosing or anything else, I can get there easier without it. Um. So I, I like that. Like, I with, understand. Yeah, with, with psychedelics for me, um, it seems to be like with mushrooms, um, you get to bring back the information. You got shown a path. Yeah. And, and now, now whether like, you choose oh, to. I, I can try to go back that way. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I think that's important that you get to bring that information back with you. It's not like getting fucking blackout drunk and then you wake up in this haze and don't know what happened. Kind of right. correct me if I'm wrong here since I don't know much much about it uh would it be maybe the equivalent of um because like no matter what no matter what you do or what you take you know you're you're gonna wake up tomorrow as matt you know for the most part i mean it's not a certainty but for the most part right um you can't really jump into somebody else's like soul no but for a moment do you think you know while you're on these drugs that perhaps you're detached from everything you kind of ever thought everything you've ever believed and it's you're in kind of almost like a a different universe maybe watching yourself from like a a drone a drone drone footage or something sure you're able to like see yourself do stuff and you're like why do i do that all the time or what you know why do i talk that way to people what's you know that kind of thing yeah i do think that it works very much as a as a as a big mirror to to look at yourself and decide like why why do i handle things this way why is um so one of the one of the things I know like that I I learned growing up was uh, the way my dad handled stuff and the way dad handled stuff was if a new thing was presented 
you know, like, uh, hey, can we go to blah, blah, blah? The answer is no, because that's easiest. And then it's usually no frustration, you know, especially if we got in trouble or something stupid or flat tire on my truck and I needed help. Right. Like kid shit. Then it's frustration, anger. He can calm down, process it, and then we'll we'll be cool. But you've wasted a half hour. Right. And so, like, I remember calling him in college and there was something that I needed. And I called him and I was like, hey, man, dad, I need help with this thing. And I need to skip the 45 minutes of you being pissy about it so that we can get to a solution. And he and we hang up and then he calls me back and he's like, I just realized what you said. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) So can we can we get on with this? And for me, like that's ingrained. Like I've been that guy. I know that that's my response pretty naturally for a long time that I really I took pride in being an asshole. I took pride in a lot of those things that that's gone man like i can be i can be hard-headed i can suck it up i can work hard type of thing yeah you know and i mean you can also do all those things without having to be an asshole you know you don't have to be a martyr for the hard work you do or the life or any of this like do it do it for you because at the end of the day that's the only person it's going to really matter to and everyone's busy and you get you get more empathy from it and the empathy is a big one and then for me gratitude is just through the roof like i feel like i used to really be someone that took a lot for granted and that has changed maybe so, uh, so much. like more appreciation rather Absolutely. than like expe- expectations type thing tons and it's 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 appreciation for me uh, the people around me the set and setting it's just grown so so much you guys ever meet somebody like that that's like you know they're just they're just that way all the time and it's like a little like when we're when you're young and you know somebody that's like that and they're always super smiley and you're just like man i, I don't know what to do like you like the person but you're like yeah. i need to get the fuck away you're, 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 you're too positive yeah they, ha- they have lot. it going on kind of all the time but what an amazing place to have yourself be in like well, that's I, I honestly thought for a long time that the people i'd met who were that positive were full of shit mm. I'm like, man, is it exhausting putting on this fucking smile all goddamn day? Because it would be. I'm, yeah, I'm too cynical it. for this shit. Yeah. And I, and I'm glad that that's that's left. Like what whatever bit that is, and it's. You tell me wrong. I'm still cynical and shitty about a lot of stuff, but but not not people as much. Um, you know, back to one of the things you, you'd asked before about you know for why why do people fall into this you know fear of it. Well, I think a lot of it is just what we've been taught in propaganda, and we've not been given a chance to educate our system on what these drugs could do because they're not terribly profitable. They're not used in a clinical setting, and so we treat them as say no to drugs. This is this is the answer we've been taught forever. Yet some drugs, completely cool, really <laughs> dangerous drugs. Well, though, well, the doctor said these are great, and and the more that we've got to know, especially us in this space, right, like. How fucking little does your general pr- practitioner know outside of the scope of shit that he's been given? Mm-hmm. Like, your doctor is not a nutritionist. Fucking in any way, shape, or form. They are educated on, this is the thing. This is what fixes it. They don't know holistic approaches. They don't know these other things. They're not educated on all that. They, they can be, but they don't have to be. It's not part of the education. And so, I think I think we need more avenues and more paths. And for me, it was, you know, trying to get out of pain 
And I, I, one of the things I think psychedelic did was allow me to frame, reframe pain differently, I guess would be a way to say it. Like, I'm never operating at like a zero on the pain scale. Like, I'm stiff today. I was stiff yesterday. But now I describe it like I feel stiff or sore or any of those things. I'm not in debilitating pain. Like, there's a big fucking difference between the way things were and how they are now. And I think people that operate at a two on the pain scale all the time, they need an option that isn't an opiate. And if it is Kratom, if it is a plant-based thing, if it could be a dietary change. Kratom. With, I almost forgot. We got to take, take a shot. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. oh, we got potions? Oh, man. Pass them around. Have you, have you thought about making See these taste later. slightly <laughs> no. better? No. <laughs> no, I love that they taste gross. I oh, took one earlier. so bad. So. Oh, of course. Uh, I took I took four earlier. It's not a big deal. <laughs> now, bottoms up. I mean, I'm not fully endorsing it, but Cheers. Mind Bullet plus a microdose of psilocybin, <laughs> rocket fuel. Mm, damn. Mm. Do you feel in some way that uh, some of the psychedelics are almost like a steroid for your brain in some way? They allow um, mm-hmm. some like interpersonal growth. Um, I mean, it's a good way. Of putting I, I've it. always kind of said like when I was young and just didn't drink at all, I, I would say, you know, I just don't understand. Why wouldn't people do something more useful with their drugs, you know? <laughs> sure. Like, alcohol just gets you, like, just gets you silly, just gets you drunk, which can feel good. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to argue that it doesn't feel good. It feels great. Um, but there's a lot of, there's so many so many side effects to it. Obviously, there's side effects to steroids as well, but <clears> if you want to have a better body or you want to be a little bit bigger, and you, you know, you just feel like you want to take something that boosts you in that direction, I think maybe there's some similarities between that and yeah, some of what boost. you guys are talking about. Right. I mean, I think as much as the market of nootropics has come on board, that we are trying to fix cognitive capacity. And look, we're in a really fortunate spot, right? Like, we are talking about people who any level of need in my life has been fulfilled. I have love from friends and family. I have shelter. I know where meals are coming from. I'm not concerned about money. I'm not rich, but I don't live in a crazy fucking way. And so I don't have to sweat my bills. And because I don't have these other stressors, I can think more existential stuff. I can think more, well, how do I how do I improve the way I deal with problems? How do I get more efficient at that? And so you start looking into nootropics. You know, I, I think it I think it's a really tough sell for someone who's like, must be nice. I've got two jobs and I've got two kids at home. I sleep four hours a night and I'm essentially drowning every day. You know, this it, that's a that's a tough situation. I don't have a lot of answers for that. Um I've never been in that situation. I've I've never had to pull myself up by my bootstraps. I mean, I, I was a broke 20-year-old like people are when they get out of college. I was broke when I first got married. And, you know, we slowly climbed up through work and, and making some money and, and doing this and improving the, the I, lifestyle we had. I would challenge <clears throat> that you're not rich because of what you listed previously on all the different things that you have. So I think that sometimes we have a tendency to say stuff like that, but it's like, it's in comparison to, of course, you know what I mean? So I, I think, and then plus, you know, you're, you're modest. So of course you're going to kind of downplay it a little bit, but I think anybody that feels like they have things fulfilled and feel good and they're happy. And I know it's like, uh, 
you know, maybe like a, a, a it might be considered like a loser mentality, or you might be trying to, uh, you know, say you're something that you're not. But I do think that that is you may not be wealthy with you know a, a crazy amount of money to where you just don't care about what you right. spend. Like I don't care if the flight's seven thousand bucks. I'm gonna, <laughs> right, right, right. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, but I think that we are. You know, very, very uh, many, many people are are very rich and they don't even recognize it. And and, and yeah. un- under those circumstances, especially if I'm going to compare to globally, fuck, I'm <laughs> yeah, astronomically very right, right, right. Like to have all those hierarchy of needs yeah. met to be on to the next level. To yeah, where I, you're I like, have, okay, I, want I have to- expensive hobbies. Yeah, and it, yeah. Would, and, it, and it would be detailed in like what where your focus is each day. Right. right. Your focus is in lifting. Your focus the other day was dropping your new apparel line. Yep. You know, it's like these are all like these are all fucking awesome things that we get to do. We have a great opportunity to do rather than, man, I got to fucking figure out where I'm going to get food today. But that's a big Not one, right? Like that's a big right. one for people is realizing a lot of things that you get to do and you don't have to do it. Um and I think a lot of people are stuck in constantly just doing things they have to do. Uh, getting out of that's tricky. Um, but I think a lot of that just becomes a mindset of like, man, I, I get to do this. And I, I think people operate again a lot out of fear and this risk of like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. And I have these responsibilities and things like that. And fortunate enough for me, it, 37 with no kids i can kind of lean into a bunch of different things i want to try i'm not terribly responsible to any other people on earth um and and i look at it really honestly like i'm very very aware and conscious of my mortality i am going to die that is coming no no come on man Uh, it's coming right and i'm 37 (laughs) years old dude you talk to dogs I don't think you're going anywhere. More days I can spend doing that in my life, the better, right? Um, You know, at at 37, I mean, realistically, you know, I've said this a lot, but I'm, let's say I'm halfway, right? That, I mean, 74 years old, I would have outlived most of the other men in previous generations of my family. And there isn't a guarantee. I'm aware of that too. Like, I don't know what the tiny percent chances that I die in a terrible car crash on the way to my hotel tonight, but it's not a hundred percent safe. I'm getting in a car. There's a risk and I'm aware of it. And so with that awareness, I want to make the most out of the days I've got left, man. I want to be on board. I want to be at the wheel. I want to be conscious and making decisions and not just surviving. And I think a lot of people just survive it. If you were to think about it, like you guys do these trips, let's say you do them once a year, you got 40 more trips, right? You know, or 50 more, like whatever the number would be, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not to be like morbid, but I think, but it's, I think you should be a little it's realistic, yeah. right? You know, I, yeah. I describe it and I've used it in talks to this idea of marbles. <clears throat> and it's this mm-hmm. concept that it, it, it's really what I guess my midlife crisis or whatever you want to call it started at at 31 uh, when my my dad had passed away the day before my birthday and uh, he was 62 when he when he died and I just remember this like fuck are you halfway and at that point like I had not started hate brand I had not done a lot of things but I had done some you know um, and so you know kept competing and at that point was like man if you're halfway and you got 31 years left that that translates out to something like 1650 weeks 
And if every Monday morning you have a big jar on your desk full of marbles with 1,650 marbles in it, and you pluck one out and analyze it and decide, was the previous week of my life spent getting better, challenging myself, being around people I love, doing things that make me happy, uh, getting better, enjoying progress, uh, learning, or was it spent doing a bunch of shit out of obligation, waiting for this time of, well, once this happens, we're going to be there and there equals happy because it's such a fucking lie, man. There's no there. It doesn't exist. And so if I look at both these roads and these are my opportunities of life, both of them still converge at some point with me in the ground. So there's no risk. Yeah. Like, uh, for example, uh, I have no idea what your answer to this question would be, but uh, are you any happier than you were, let's say, like in college? Oh, yeah. Not much. But it's been a lot. It's been work. Of course. You've had to, you've had to like almost like earn it, I guess you'd say, right? Yeah. Fuck failed a shitload. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, since college, I have. I mean, it, it's funny how you want to list things, right? It's easy to be like, oh, my accomplishments were X, Y, and Z. But if we want to list it like, well, since college, I failed at owning a bike shop. I got out of that with $50,000 worth of debt. I got a job, paid that off. I almost declared bankruptcy. I uh, sold a house for $10,000 less than I paid for it after living in it for 10 years, which isn't great investment. Uh, I got a divorce. I've lost my sport, had nine knee surgeries, got a fake knee. I got fired from a job that was paying almost 200 grand a year. Uh, but now you get to travel everywhere. Must be nice, right? <laughs> you know what I mean. Easy like, for you to say you're rich. <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> Must be nice. And so, yeah, I mean, I can look at that road, or I can look at what the gifts have been. You know that I do get to have this apparel thing, and I do get to share my message with a lot of people, and I get to teach people, and I get to battle some of the fuckery that's out there, man, and this. Just this over-sensationalized bullshit when it does fall more in the middle. But we love as a country and, and as a people, we want things so black and white and so politicized. It's fucking bonkers. Like, why should you know my stance on abortion based on if I want to wear a mask on my face? And that's how it, it seems to add up in this country. It's like, well, if you're if you're a not mask wearer, that means you're probably anti-vax. You're going to be, you know, all these other things. And like... No, man. They just put you in a box. They're right. Like, yep. and, you're, you're that right there. That's, and that's what people want. Right. You know, instead of there being this actual logical, you know, concern, maybe on each point and think about it. And how does it concern yeah. you? And how does it concern everyone else? You know, I think a lot of that is really just reframing. And that's one of the things psychedelics has done very, very well. I think if anyone is interested in something that kind of gives some insight to psychedelics that's a bit wild uh midnight gospel on uh netflix you've seen mm -hmm. it yeah, is yeah. uh to me about that. Oh, okay. it's got a lot going on and uh it's it's pretty strong it's a, it's a powerful show what's something that really would uh throw either one of you like real sideways so you'd be real irritable about it that uh maybe that just doesn't happen anymore like what's is there kind of a couple things that maybe stand out where you were just i mean i think both of you are 
fairly calm people and and you seem no. ra- you seem you seem fairly fairly rational yeah, but no. I mean, well, I'm talking <laughs> to you there. over the years I, I i know that i think you're a little bit like myself where the outward demeanor is pretty calm mm-hmm. but inside you know there's some weird shit going on here and there uh has there been anything that uh that kind of stands out that just it just doesn't frustrate you at all and when it comes your way you're like yeah fuck that <laughs> oh yeah i think i'm more aware of when the problem is me instead of putting the blame on other people which is every single time <laughs> Dude, that's, that's such a big I'm, one i'm so much more insightful and i can actually take a step back not be so quick to frustration or anger and be like okay is the problem actually within is this just my perception of what's happening around and usually that's the answer isn't that yeah you, you got to ask other people around you like am i crazy but like this happened right. and you're, they're like no you're crazy yeah it's your fault <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the things that still will reach me to a level of breaking are i fucking hate my time being wasted mm-hmm. and that goes back to how i feel about the days and hours i've got left you don't yeah. get to buy those from me they're not just taken that's why like at this point in my life, like the idea of having to go do something at the DMV, I, uh, Nightmare. I'd rather be set on fire, <laughs> possibly rather be set on fire because it's a waste of my fucking day for a thing that I don't need that the information I have still works. Nothing changed. Um, so inconvenience and. Well, yeah. I think that's another thing with like that hierarchy that we were talking about. Like everything is good. Everything's covered. Yeah. So now your priorities change, and time is one of those things that you can't get back. You can't buy more of it, mm-hmm. so you're going to value that a lot more. Yeah, and I think I think being once you start can take responsibility for your day and a lot of stuff, I think a lot of the frustration leaves because then I don't put the blame on someone else. You know, even if it's something with Brant or something with Bonnie, and I like my expectations didn't get met on something, whether whether that was. Something stupid like she went to the store and didn't pick up X, Y, and Z or not enough of it or just, you know, whatever an example would be. Instead of me being frustrated and like, fuck, why didn't she buy that? And then like give her shit about it. I should have expressed better that this was important. Um, one of the examples I, I, I use for that is like, if I let you borrow my truck today and you were to get in a wreck, right? I feel responsible for that even though i wasn't in the truck because i handed the keys over you didn't fucking take it without asking i said here you go man so i've taken responsibility that mark is going to drive my truck today and so if he wrecks it i'm responsible yeah and you didn't tell me that the left wheel was a little weird because you guys ran over something (laughs) or even or even nothing right like shit happens you bumped into a fucking thing because you don't know the size of the truck it's not your vehicle um and if i borrowed your car and I was to hit something, I would take care of it because I was responsible for taking the keys. So this puts everything in my wheelhouse and I'll deal with it. That way I can't be let down or frustrated by someone else's actions. I'll be responsible. I'll take care of it. And that, that saved me a ton of headache. <laughs> uh, so that, that's been a good one. But yes, frustration, it's still there. I'm better at getting out of it and quicker. You know, I can usually take a minute and be like, fuck, why did I? You're very good at recognizing it. And now it's a thing that we'll actually talk through. Yep. Yeah. You can say, I'm frustrated. I don't want to be. Yep. Let's let's figure this out. Exactly. And get out of it. Yeah. yeah. I, sometimes and sometimes it's as simple as just yeah. being able to to verbalize it. 
mm-hmm. and work through it with your partner. It's like, hey, I'm frustrated. I need to work through this. This isn't an attack. This is something I don't want to feel. Yeah. But Let's figure out, out what of the your root is. Head is right. so important. Yeah. And again, it's not, I'm not bummed out that man, it's very rarely like, am I mad that this small thing happened? It's always the slide of a bigger thing. And that's what happens in a lot of relationships, right? Like these little bitty things just add up and that's the straw that broke the camel's back. Instead of why don't we address each one of these straws, even if it's a sentence or two and you can't expect people to know how you feel about a thing if you've never said it. And then you just freak out one day. Like, it's a terrible way to communicate. So, so let me ask you this real quick. Um, that idea of ownership from both of you guys, like you just take responsibility or you just try to look at for everything. Not blaming, yeah, not blaming the other individual. Was this um, different pre-ayahuasca or is this something you guys have just been working on or you discovered better through ayahuasca? I, I wouldn't say ayahuasca. That. But okay. psychedelics, psychedelics. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I would say, I would say for sure that's something that I've been able to access a lot better, that it seems more like my natural path now, instead of something I would have to really fight to get to. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, that, that kind of change in just the way my brain operates. And yeah, man, I'm, I'm like you and she can fucking attest for it that I'm, I'm an, I'm a fucking maniac. Like I am an absolute crazy person. Laser and, light show. Yeah, inside He's my got head two is speeds. bonkers. Yeah, and so it's either that or I'm asleep, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or really stoned staring at a TV. Yes, that's which what I, was, that's I need I was that occasionally of. too. Two speeds. Yeah. yeah, Matt, can you explain the, uh, the the conversation you had with your knee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was really interesting. Um, so one of the one of the things that happened during my ayahuasca trip, uh, as I said, I really expected a lot of visual stuff which has been kind of how mushrooms or anything else have felt and i really didn't get any which i find interesting because the drug gives you what you need not what you want and you wanted the visuals oh yeah i wanted a party (laughs) (laughs) and it didn't fucking it did not provide it provided two nights of really big frustration and then finally some some kind of emotional things that i sorted through and release and one of those was this conversation with my knee and hip um for those who don't know, from 2016 till January of 2018, or February of 2018, I think. No, I had knee surgery in April. April of 2018. 2019 was your last one. Was it? Last year, yeah. It's been a year and a half. Yeah, that seems right. Um, I don't know what day it is anymore. Um, a lot of knee issues yeah, over so the had, course yeah, of nine, about nine years knee surgeries. So. And I mean, essentially, I went from competing. And the last time I competed in 2016, like I took second in the world. And then five months later, I couldn't walk up and down stairs due to complications from surgeries. And you're trying to do the best you can. I mean, look, the hindsight of it is I wish I wouldn't have ever had the first knee surgery in that run of it. I wish I would have retired at the end of 2016, lost weight, and then just been on this path without fucking my knee up. But I also wouldn't have retired. Right. I, I needed I needed a thing to make that hard line decision for me and then accept it. That that like instead of being bitter and bummed about I don't get to compete at this thing I was that, that I was fucking great at. I found my thing, man. I found this thing that I got to be best in the fucking world at. And it's gone. I can't even dabble in it. I can't kinda go throw. I can't do any of it. I can try to explain it to people. But even then, I can't show you. 
And so it's a really frustrating thing. But instead of that feeling now, it's it's really transferred into how fortunate I am. I got to travel around the world for fucking 10 years with my best friends and my brother and compete in a sport I loved that has given me an opportunity and a platform to do the rest of what I've done with my life. It's a conversation that you had. Yeah. And so back to my knee being shitty, uh, the conversation I ended up having with it was it kind of, uh, it addressed me, my knee and hip did in, in a voice in my head. And it says, you know, like, Hey man, we should talk. I'm like, all right, what's, what's going on. And they're like, so everything that's going good in your life right now is like, it's work. We did that. We were a part of that team. You know, we, we won world championships. We did all the training. We lifted that weight. We moved around and we failed. Like we, we have died on our shield for this cause. What else is it you'd like us to do? Cause we're done and we're broken. Is there any way that since you're not competing now, maybe, maybe treat us with some respect for what we've done and be nice to us. Like you, you're a smart guy who's have so many amazing people at my disposal for rehab and feeling better and medicine and, and diet and all these type of things. And yet you keep walking over there and grabbing the fucking hammer out of the toolbox. You got other tools. Let's use those. And from that moment, it was very much this cognitive thing of like, I'm going to be nice to my body for a while and see how it responds. In the middle of that, did you have any like rebuttals? No, nothing. You just took it all in. It was right. Yeah. No arguing. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like they're, they're right. And, and at that point, like, man, I, I've been so desperate to get out of pain that I don't care what the answer is. Mm-hmm. Let's get there. Yeah. And then now moving forward, like, did you just carry that over or did something else happen? Cause I know like uh, Chris Bell was talking about like his Ibogaine experience. He felt like it was like brushing the, uh, like not the pain away, but the uh, nerve receptors or whatever it was. Was it anything like that? Or like, as far as like a longevity of that experience or has it just been, Hey, this is the way motherfucker, like follow this. It was, it was just more this feeling of emotionally, like instead of the way that I have approached rehab through everything has been the same way I approached training for my sport. Like, man, if it's just the work that needs to get put in, I'm happy to do that. Nice. I can, I can fucking outwork and I can out suffer, but that's not what it needed. What it needed was to fucking chill and it needed time to relax. <clears throat> it needed time to do other things. Like maybe we'll put more of the focus on walking for a while why don't we wait till we can do that out of pain before we start trying to squat heavy again right <laughs> you know and even like well we'll hatfield squat to a box but like it's too much right now it's an interesting thing because when i think about your scenario i i think about all the things you were asking for you know when you would co- have conversation with somebody else it was never um hey you know i i think uh you know, I think I should go like one of two ways. It was always, how do I get better so I can get back in the game? You right. Know? And so you you have great people at, at your disposal, but maybe at the moment you were asking the wrong questions. Perhaps. I, th- I think that's very, very realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think that's very true. And because everybody wants to help. Everybody's well-meaning. It's like, all right, here's what you got to do. You got to stretch this way. Right. You have to do A, B, and C. And you're like, oh, I could do that. You're right. 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 And, and Rather I'll, than like figuring out just other ways to honor your body. Right. And now with that said. I still have the choice to say, fuck you, <sighs> that we're doing this my way. <laughs> but 505 squat for a double yesterday. 
Yeah, it was fun. Those a little magic, stiff today. Those magic <laughs> it feels, feels the way it's supposed to. Uh, the briefs just held you together. That's all it was. <laughs> Get a full scuba amazing. suit soon enough. Yeah. That's amazing that you managed that, though. Like with, with the, everything that you told me, your hip, your knee. Well, five, it, fucking 505. There isn't anywhere on earth that it would be a legal squat. Still. It's, it's, still. It's, it's still, I'm super stoked on it, right? But like we are talking about, it is two inches high to a box in briefs, yeah. and I'm on gear. Oh, it's like this doesn't work anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was neat to see you do it because your body is still very functional. You're still right. very strong. So it's just a matter of of doing it. Yeah, of yeah, just going through with it. Yeah. Now, I think if, if I was training heavy like that to to see how heavy I could get my squat again, I'm going to run into trouble. But every once in a while, I can uh, I can sneak one under the radar before the body realizes we're possibly doing something stupid. Yeah, it's like a surprise attack of like, oh, we're just going to jump in for a max lift. And it's like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, like exactly what we did in Iceland. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. if I had we're to actually, jump yeah, in, exactly like showing up in Iceland and competing on no notice. I'm like, oh yeah. shit, we'll do a max yeah. deadlift and a max log. I've never All done right. log before. Okay, when was it? Yeah. Uh, so we went last to Iceland. November. Yeah, last uh, last yeah last year for three weeks and. Uh, when we landed, uh, we're going to stay with a buddy of mine, uh, Hasey, and uh, he's like, uh, uh, Heffy's having an event at his gym. It's a max log, max deadlift. We signed you guys up. I'm like, <laughs> okay. All right. Guess I'm <laughs> so learning like, log. Yeah. yeah. So this, I mean, this is October or November, yeah. and I mean, I had total knee replacement in April. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, huh, fuck it. I mean, that, but that's part of the, the thing with, you know, my lifestyle or brand, too, is it, it's it's the always party side of it. Like, am I going to skip out on the life experience of getting to share a platform in Iceland with my fucking favorite people in a country that I, that I love? Fuck no. Mm-hmm. Let's let's let it rip. And mm-hmm. and at least I've got enough experience to know when things feel the right bad and the bad like bad bad. Mm-hmm. Like you know the difference on list when you're like this isn't a good idea today. Right. And then there's days where it's like this is doesn't feel great but it feels the way it's supposed to feel bad. Um, so, I mean, I ended up pulling 550 and then did a 300-pound log. And it, it was fucking fun, man. Awesome. Wow. I, I still love competing, but it's it's for me. Right. And I want to do a ton of stuff. Like, I want, I'm interested in – I had signed up to do a ruck event that I, I would have been doing next week in, in San Francisco, but with kind of everything going on, just didn't seem right. And then also, you like you've always kicked ass. Like you've always worked really hard. Have you noticed that maybe like even your work capacity has gone up because you're just in an overall like better mood all the time, and you better just, mood, like, better shape, just stoked to get shit done. Yeah. Also, with I mean, also the way that I've designed my life with with work and what I outsource and how I manage things, I, I have time to pursue those things, right, and, and pursue them. As though that's what I want to do today. If I want to take a five-hour bike ride, I could probably go fit it in. And it's amazing what kind of making a switch to more endurance-style training has been because I I needed something. I need a carrot to chase. Uh, Training for the sake of training, I can't fucking do it. I don't care about it. I don't give a shit. Uh, She loves it. And for me, I just just don't get it. I, I need something that I'm giving a shit about and so uh the cycling thing has been great luckily for me i've always liked bikes and so kind of leaning into this and it doesn't hurt my leg it doesn't hurt the hip it's a thing that i get to do it's also a thing i'm really fucking bad at compared to cyclist and and i'm comparing that to 
the last thing I gave a real big shit about, I was the best in the world at. This isn't going to happen at cycling. No, I don't have the skeleton, <laughs> you know, not to mention broken in 37. So it's still fun making progress at it and getting better, like fucking being able to go for a little bit of a run. I mean, we've talked about that. These were things that I mean, if you asked either of us 10 years ago, like, what do you think about going for a jog? I'd be like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> Why would anyone do that? <laughs> Why would you say that? Yeah. And there's a couple strength? things that we're going to try to do more of, like when we get back to St. Louis, yeah. we're both like looking into trail running because my background is running. So like doing trail running together would be really cool. It'd and be also fun. looking at getting a bag and doing boxing like we cool. had talked about. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that, Finding that a coach nice. in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think those things would be fun. I want to find comes things to, you're bad at. When it comes to some of these new things, I don't, I think the most important thing is just to like just to do it you know just to just to give it like a go but it doesn't have to be that you run five miles you could you can be like all right well this is my first go of it i'm yeah. going to i'm gonna run some i'm gonna run some hills until yeah. i feel tired and if i need to stop and drink some water and like reboot and maybe try a couple more on the way out and that's yeah. it well, and it, it's exciting to have a new thing that we can do together yeah do it together would be really fun and not only that like us trail running a little bit together gives us more opportunity that like, oh shit, we're going to be in this place and there is a 20 mile trail we'd like to do. Well, that's now not a four day thing. We could do it in two. You know, two 10 mile days, no big deal. We pack a pretty minimal amount of gear and move. Um, so you steal time because <laughs> we can move faster. Back to that. Uh, yeah, man, it's all of that's just been such a benefit of being able to get still get better at things that's that's the pursuit is progress and continuing to learn and continuing to just hold yourself to that standard of we want to get better we want to be happier this is the direction things are going but that's what so many people struggle with they're stuck on that idea of a there when that's just not the right mindset there is no there what do you say there what do you mean because like i'll be happy once i get there like to a certain point yeah Oh, if I can just get that raise. Yeah. If I can, if I can just get that four or five bench. Right. Well, like then what? Your life isn't going to change. <laughs> no. no, nothing. I mean, you know, we we've talked about it. Was was any of the success that you've had with your business or or anything? Was there ever a moment where you were like, that was the day it changed? No, not really. <laughs> no, right. it's just right. it's yeah. this long, and it's not even this. Right. It's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not linear progression and neither is healing from injuries. Neither are relationships. Neither are fucking anything. Everything has this cyclical kind of turn to it. And if you just give things that room to breathe, I would say the day that did change everything forever was just starting. Yeah. That's it, right? <laughs> are you good that's at it. celebrating? I don't really care. A whole See, lot. that's yeah. a, that's a weird one, too, that I'm trying to get better at. I don't I don't. Well, I just I don't look at the numbers. I don't you know, I don't do any of that. So, but you did at one point. No, not really. Never. Okay. Uh, I'm I made aware of them sometimes, but I mean, we'll we'll celebrate a little bit here and there. You know, I don't know. You get a new trademark or patent, or sure. um, have some decent sales or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's really not. It's not a. It's not a big deal. You know, it's I, not. I'm the same boat. Yeah. Like I, I mean, we've put a ton of work into the drop that went yesterday, and but it, I got another one coming in three weeks. <laughs> 
But yeah, I just always looked at like celebrating. It just doesn't do anything to change the news, and it doesn't really do anything. Uh, move. I don't like a lot of ups and downs, right? You know, and and sometimes that might make some of my relationships weird because when it's someone's birthday, I just don't care. Sure, I just, this is a thing I don't give a shit. about. You know what I mean? Like Birthdays. because I know for me that I don't care about my own birthday, but right. it's like to somebody else, it might matter. You know, more or whatever. But I'm not real. You know. There's nothing I hate more than someone like find out my birthday's in April and be like, I'm born in April. I'm like, one in 12 chance. <laughs> it's fucking not rare. Right. Like, you only had 11 other options, man. You're like, also, yeah. <laughs> astrology. Man, I can, I can get kooky, but astrology is its own fucking thing to me that is such a level of narcissism. Don't bring that up to Cherry. Oh, I know. Her and I were talking She's about a sweet the other girl. day. Yeah. She's a sweet witch. Uh, But yeah, like astrology, like constellations and all that stuff, all those things only line up in space looking from our planet. (laughs) So like you go anywhere else, these things don't fucking operate that way. Like narcissistic dick. You think these stars are there for you? You know, this is totally from left field, but there's this, uh, there's this Netflix show called like Indian marriages. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I was surprised to, to learn that like, okay, when these people are, when they're doing these arranged marriages, Astrology is a big deal when they're when they're trying to match people. Like okay. there's there's height, there's mm-hmm. caste, there's your income, there's all this, and then what's your sign, and will that sign match with this sign? Mm-hmm. And if they don't, what's the best way that we can maybe have the wedding? Like what month can we have the wedding where we can get that integrated to the right like lunar the, cycle? That hmm. is, I didn't know how ingrained within that culture it, it is, huh. but it's it's dope. Like, look, I I like space. <laughs> I just don't think it gives a shit about us. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. That's that's where I fall on a lot of stuff, right? That that I I appreciate the indifference the universe has to my success or failure. Mm-hmm. I, I like that because then it puts the responsibility back on me. I'm at the wheel. Pass or fail, these are my fucking decisions. I accept the failures too, and I'm not failure adverse. I don't mind failing. Like, that's, that's how you learn. That's how you get better at things. Success is a terrible teacher. Uh, I mean, I, I always look at it like um, coming up with bicycling and, and being around BMX guys for a long time and the really talented professional BMX riders. What they're fucking really good at is falling. Right? They can fall without getting hurt, which allows them to try again. They also have fallen enough that they can recognize things going bad earlier and pull out and be able to ditch the bike or make another run or make a small adjustment or or change things up so you can try again. What they don't do is commit and ride the handlebars into the fucking ground and go to the hospital. You're you're able to get good at failing to where you can recognize it earlier and fail small instead of all the chips on the table, black. There's a time and place for that, <laughs> but you got to know the cards feel pretty stacked in the direction of, of rolling that risk, right? Um, so, man, being being scared of failures also just doesn't make sense to me. Like, fucking fail, man. It's okay. You know, what's it been like? And I don't know if, Bonnie, you too, if you've started something new, but you, you said you've I don't know if you've had much of a big background with bicycling, but it seems like it's been pretty new for you, right? Um, so I owned a bicycle shop okay. out of college. I rode quite a bit then. I, I like I liked bikes and building bikes and that mechanical side of it probably as much as riding mm-hmm. for a long time. And now I've really enjoyed riding because I'm better at it because okay. I'm not 280 pounds and 
you know, out of shape. So what's it been like doing something like, I guess, really focusing on something kind of new now at this point, because it's kind of rare that people start a new type of sport seriously mm-hmm. later in age. They're usually like, you know, sticking with the same thing that has to do with lifting or strength. But this is kind of on the other side of it. It's it's kind of the same way I, that uh, I, I realize what I like is hiking. And essentially, bikes give me a faster version of hiking. <laughs> So same thing with why my truck looks the way it does. It's hiking. I can drive forest roads and do all these other things to get to cool places. Uh, but with the bike, like, I'm not an endurance athlete. Like, never in my career, like, my sports have always been, what, two seconds at best? <laughs> like, as much as you can go, full gas pedal, two seconds, then you're done. Mm-hmm. So doing something for five hours is such a different thing, and it's such a different mental strategy for me. Uh, that it's it's been fun to try to tap into it and get better at it, to realize where I'm weak or or when I realize, like, you don't want to get off the bike because you're tired or sore, you're bored. So figure out how to fix that and figure out how to stay, uh, stay in it and, and stay present <clears throat> with the bike, you know, work on breast stuff and, and find little PRs to hit, like even even with running. Um I mean, first thing I first thing I did was I walked a whole mile. I did it in like seventeen minutes, <laughs> you know. And then eventually I, I walked a five k, and so now I've got a five k time that's an hour and seven minutes. Okay, so next time could I do it an hour and six? <laughs> could I walk a little faster? And then eventually it's like, well, maybe if I run fifty yards a few times during the thing, the time gets better. And it gets fun when it gets to a point of like, all right, to beat last time, I really have to give it, give it some shit. Like I have to fucking try. Mm-hmm. And so like, man, it's fun watching this just little steps of progression. But I think so many people just expect to be good at a thing yeah. first and foremost. Man, there's a, there's a YouTube channel I showed to Brant last night. I had kind of spaced on and it's a brilliant concept. Uh, this guy, Mike Boyd, and um, he learns to do things. And so, like, his channel is, like, uh, you've seen guys, like, take a cup and stack dice. Familiar yeah, with yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, like, his thing was, he's like, so I watched a guy do this thing where he takes five dice and gets them in a cup and stacks them. Takes five more dice and stacks them on top of the other tower out of the bottom of the cup. And he's like, I'm going to see how long it takes for me to be able to do this. And That's the whole channel. Just his whole channel is learning things. new things. And so you get to watch this full process where he's trying to figure it out and frustrated and frustrated and frustrated. And then, you know, you see the next day he's like, so I found out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I found out that there's a certain type of dice that work better with cups. So then he orders the dice. And so you really get to watch this. Got some fast hands. Yeah. And so you see him put headphones on. He's like. I had to put headphones on because I can't handle the noise anymore of the dice. Mm. <laughs> Day three. Day and three. Many, and so, like, he's an hour and 35 minutes in. But how many days does he spend Ooh. on a thing? <laughs> wow. Just until he gets it. Yeah. Okay. And so he tries for a couple hours every day. Yeah. Until he gets it. And so it's like, it took him six hours to learn how to do this. Yeah. And, like, there's another one where he breaks a wine glass singing. Singing? Whoa. Yeah, just making the, yeah. whatever noise you can vibration. You can hit. Yeah, yeah, and it, it depends. You have to have crystal. There's 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 trickery to it. Right. Okay, it, it's science. Hmm. And so, 
It's, it's a brilliant channel. That's really yeah. Learn how to throw cards. Learn how to do these simple things. Has he had anything he hasn't been able to do yet? Do you know? I want to say that there was one I ran into, and I can't remember what it was. Mm. But I mean, one of it's even silly shit. Like, can I do that thing where you pull a tablecloth off? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you get to watch someone. Sometimes it's a a skill set that just. From a physical standpoint, might be out of your right. Like if you and I oh, decided see? today we're going to learn how to learn dunk to a basketball, <laughs> like it ain't fucking happening. Right? Yeah, muscle ups. There you go. Yep. Yeah, right. do a backflip. I mean, well, it's a really good. Uh, it's a really good lesson in that. Um, for the most part, our brains and our minds are all very similar. You could just you can learn just about anything. Um, the only thing that would be different is just like how long it would take you. Sure. Well, you know. no matter what it is, right? Like anything you want to be good at takes repetition. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the biggest carryover that uh, what I love about strength. Nice. That's sick. Doing those uh, yeah. muscle ups. Yeah. And what I love is that he has the like the number of days <clears throat> at the bottom. Yeah. Day 93. That's yeah. wow. great. <laughs> pull up yeah. Damn. Thanks for that's, the recommendation. This it's, is a gr- sick. it's a great channel. What's yeah. his name again? Mike Matt. Boyd. Mike Boyd. Okay. Yeah, I think, you know, we have such a a great capacity, you know, we have (laughs) such an awesome capacity. I I think we, we all sell ourselves short. You know, I've said it many times that I've never met somebody that can't get stronger. Right. You know, I've never met someone that can't learn. I never um, met somebody that, uh, you know, can't learn a new skill. The way you do it might suck (laughs) and it might, you know, might not look the way that someone else has done it because maybe they're graceful and they've been doing it for a long time. Um, But you can. There's, you there's can no get better. Yeah, there's no limit to it. Right. Like, and that's that's with strength. And even with strength, like at this point, I'm aware that the chances are of me getting the strongest I'll ever be are, are done. And this machine has compromised. I I found that threshold in my life of how strong this was going to get before failure. And it, it gave up. I was asking it to do a lot of things, but I can still make progress if I just look at getting better than yesterday. That's that's really You're digestible. S- still interested. Yeah. You're still into it. Well, not only that, like being stronger has provided me more options the same way. Like that's really how I look at money is money is a tool the same way. It's not good or bad. The same way I feel about my telephone or social media. None of these things are good or bad. They're they're essentially fire. Right. And so <clears throat> either I can use that fire to warm my house, cook meals, forge tools and make my life better or I can let it burn my fucking house down. The fire doesn't care. It's how you operate it. You know, and that's the same way I think about anxiety is it's how you want to use it. Cause I don't think there's a ton of difference in anxiety of that panic of the unknown or that feeling you get getting ready to go compete. Like that's fire. Like how do you, do you use that as the extra push to get that lift or get that moment or, or make that move or do you do you get crushed by it and, and cower and run and it's a skill like anything else that if you want to get good at that you need to get used to being uncomfortable and being have to perform when it fucking counts and man there's <clears throat> progress is, is the biggest one that you know people are just wanted immediately and, and everything takes reps. Everything does. Relationships take reps. Being a decent person to your friends takes reps. Work is, is only that. And like, no matter what it is, you're going to be better in 10 years at this than you are today. 
And you're going to be somewhere in 10 years, so why not be fucking good at this thing? Mm -hmm. Have you dealt with uh, a lot of anxiety? Yeah, yeah. I I, I deal with it in different ways. Mine always would manifest into frustration and then kind of just wanting to shut down um, and just be left alone and get get kind of just fuck this. And then time time would quote-unquote sort it out, but maybe not really because maybe you didn't really even investigate where the – beginning frustration was coming from yeah or you can't find it right (laughs) um and i think a lot of that comes with age you know a little bit that we talked about think about how interesting that is right like that's uh very irrational right like you feel this way at this moment but eight minutes from now you can feel completely different it's like how the the fuck did that happen right right? like it it, if, if we're just trying to be like honest about it and and logical about it it doesn't sound logical but it does make sense that we get you know we have certain beliefs we have certain uh things that we're kind of expecting to happen and when those things don't happen, we get frustrated. Yeah. It kind of happens in, in an instant, and you may not even recognize. And you're like, oh, I need some time to myself. And, but and that's then okay, a few minutes too. later, you're fine. <laughs> it, it, at least it's okay to recognize that you need some time to yourself instead of letting this thing fester and drag out. Um, but we, we talked about it, right? Like, I think perspective and experience changes a lot. Um, luckily, I've dealt with... A lot of anxiety, whether that's competition anxiety or anything else. And one of the tools I used to deal with with those type of things is I use a, like a, a zoom out method. And so whatever this tiny fucking whatever it is that's stressing me out or bugging me or whatever, if I zoom out and look at Earth, this doesn't matter. And it's sure as shit not going to matter in five mere, five years. So let's figure out just how to get through it. Um yeah, it's a level of self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. And when it came to competition, it was this zoom out to the point of like, look, how far I throw a rock today is not going to make the fucking overall list of human history. Mm. So you're doing a thing you love. You're doing a thing you prepared for. Now do your fucking job. That's it. Just do the thing you're best at. That, that You know, do the thing you trained for. Do the thing that you've practiced and ready to go. Now's the fucking time. And you get that little boost that you don't get in training from from it being a competition that matters and you're prepared and you've rested. And so, like, give it a chance to run. And we talked about a lot of stuff in it. And it is experience. And it's a lot of perspective. One being like, I mean, why kids cry when you spill milk? And it's because this is literally the worst thing that's ever happened to this one-year-old. Oh, I thought it was because they're assholes. <laughs> that too. This is why I don't have one of these. <laughs> Every time I just see kids, I'm like, why would anyone do this? Seems awful. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. They're very loud and super inconvenient. Back to things that stress me out, so I know that this won't be ideal for me. Uh, and teach their own. Yeah. You know, I know plenty of people who love their kids and seem to have a great time. I think they're lying to me. But <laughs> um yeah, you know, it, it it's because it's the worst thing that's ever happened to them. But as you grow, you realize how much the volume gets turned down on that little thing. I mean, man, how blessed you are that the worst thing that's happened to you is that your glass of milk spilled. Mm-hmm. You know, how 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 lucky you are that these are the problems you have. I think this is where it might get into trouble with uh, social media because the worst thing that happens to somebody might be somebody else ripping them apart on social media as a young kid. You know, think about just think about just the things we deal with in a given day as adults, Um, somebody being rude or somebody, uh, 
even just how social media is interpreted by adults, period, right? Oh, yeah. And so could you imagine, you know, the weight that it's having on there's a lot of kids with, you know, right. smartphones, a lot of kids on social media. So be, I feel super it would be fortunate. very strange growing up with it. Yeah, yeah I, I feel super fortunate that I didn't yes. have any of that until I was in my mid 20s. Having that in high school would have been would have been fucking brutal, man. High school's crazy to begin with because I mean, think about even just stupid shit in high school, like a two week relationship in high school. Like we dated. <laughs> <laughs> like if I had a two week relationship with someone right now, I wouldn't even tell most people yeah. be like we hung out. I think I know her last name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just would be such a blip on the radar that it wouldn't register. But, like, dating in high school for two weeks is such this weird, just microcosm of space in your life that is very strange. And time passes weird. And so, yeah, yeah, it's it's just perspective on it that you start getting more reps under your belt with life experience and 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 goods and bads and you you're able to frame things differently but if you avoid bad and you avoid failure and you lower the bar on progress and good and then fuck man one of the ones that bugs us the most is this idea that this idea of self-love that's been pushed a lot through social media, whether that's the way you look, the way you feel, your your differences, this big push for self-love, which we fully agree on. But people look at stuff like the idea that you want to make progress as being a negative to that. Mm. Like you can be, what do you say? I, you know, uh, Self-love does not mean complacency. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can, you can still love where you're at and everything you've got going on and still want more. Yeah. You know, I'm not chasing more because I'm unhappy. I also would say that I think it's okay to hate where you're at. That's I mean, true. What if you were born into just a crap home where you get abused all the time? Like, mm-hmm. I fucking hate this, but I'm going to figure out, you know, you, on yeah, a more positive side, I'm going yeah, to figure out a way out of this. I got to get out. Mm-hmm. Right. And man, I, I, I have such feeling for because I, I don't have any of those experience and I don't have any of those answers. And man, the idea that someone's stuck it's fucking rough to me that that you don't have options and there are really people that are in that situation i mean yeah those I, those those situations actually exist but then a lot of times it's just you that's like i wasn't yourself stay stuck i, I wasn't born and fucking i mean I, i've overcome a few things in my life but i didn't realize it too that i live in sub-saharan africa you know and like the opportunity for improvement there in your life is very, very different than the opportunity here. I was watching uh, <laughs> Platoon last night okay. with, with my family. Oh, my, mellow, mellow yeah, movie night. My son's in like some of the older movies and stuff, right? But uh, Charlie Sheen is in the movie, and he's like, looks like a kid. Child. And uh, they're doing all this like grunt work. They're like, you know, uh, removing, you know, poop from the uh, outhouses and like all this crazy stuff. And and they're, you know, they're in the woods and it's raining. They're getting bit by mosquitoes. There's people shooting at them like this is a horrible, horrible existence. And uh, they ask uh, Charlie Sheen, they're like, like, what did you uh, used to do? And he explains and. And somebody else is like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just sucked. You know, out of nowhere, I got drafted, you know, and the other guy's like, yeah, me too. And Charlie Sheen's like, 
he's like, well, I, I, I chose to be here. Yeah, I enlisted. <laughs> and then he says, like, I, I wanted to fight, you know, I wanted to fight for our country. Um, I, I wanted to be somebody. I wanted to do something. And the other guy in the movie says, he goes, that's some rich people shit. He's like, you got to be rich to even think that way. Yeah. And I just yeah. thought that is a mate. That is a, like, it, it was a funny scene in the movie. It was kind of silly, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that like like a minimalist, right? Someone who's like, I, you know, I need to clear everything out. Like the only person that would ever think that way is someone that's already experienced some right. sort of, you know, wealth. Yeah, right? too much. Right. Yeah, 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 too much. Now you got to kind of clear everything out. So, mm-hmm. I, I do agree 100 percent that you know where we start off in life is, uh, you know, sometimes just grazed over. And I agree with you 100 percent that uh, it does it does all fall on us. It's it's we have choices. You know, we have a choice. Everyone has a choice. The unfortunate part is, is that a lot of people, even though they have choices, they just have to make a lot more of the correct choices just to get just to get midway. To that, yeah, that, just to get started. That right. starting line yeah. analogy. Yeah, like, explain that. Are, I don't remember all of it. Like, okay, so if, if you're lined up, if you're starting like a race and everyone's on the same line. OK, now take a step back if your parents have been divorced. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Take a step back if your, your parents, parents were poor. And it doesn't yeah. mean you're not on the same track. It just nope. means you're right. back a little bit. Right. But yeah, right. pretending it's that not we're the all, same for everyone. Yeah. To p- pretending that everyone in our country or everyone alive was given the same tools and same opportunity. It's sure. fucking crazy. Yeah. It's, it's an absolute fallacy that we, we've been taught. And, and take a step back if you're female or black or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and other sides of that, too. Are, or you fart a lot. Or you fart a ton. Yeah, Is that I, what the bathroom trip was? Oh, yeah. She like just left them 30 back. ago. <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely just as soon as she got out of the door, every step I've was a little. I've actually been, bah, 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 been bah, bah, good bah, bah, this whole time, so you're yeah, all welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'd know today. You went. They're not doing great. All right, guys. They've been rough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Would you guys have? Uh, yeah, we'll start with you, Bonnie. Did have you? Do you think you could have landed on similar ideas and similar beliefs that you have now, uh, just through uh, either some sort of therapy, some sort of consulting, mm-hmm. uh, reading a book, um, experiencing it on your own in some way without? Mm-hmm. Uh, psychedelics and and if not like what's the what do you think the difference is I think so maybe um, I think a lot of it is having a partner that's also open to those same ideas and same experiences and willing to learn and grow with you I think that's really huge mm-hmm. having a partner that has that same kind of mindset and same path that they want to take um, I know like since I hit 30 I I've grown so, so, so much just as a better human coach, athlete, partner, friend, just everything. My life has changed so much. Um, But yeah, I think it really does matter having a partner that wants the same things and is also willing to help you grow and give you the support that you need. Um, So that's been huge for me. Same same question. Um, I I think that everything I got from psychedelics – are a direction I wanted to go already. I think it poured gas on the fire and eliminated a lot of the clutter in my head or roadblocks that I had constructed between me and getting there. And so I think it, it exponentially increased the ability to get to that level of self-awareness, 
maybe would be, be the right term, but you know, and I, th- I think you can get there through other avenues like reading and, and things like that, of course. But I, I think it's ju- it just pours jet fuel on that process. Yeah, and I would say that I've seen you already doing all those things. Right, you already are reading. You already are communicating with a lot of people. I mean, so you were already doing those things, and yeah, this is yeah, a, just the willingness and openness to learn and surround yourself with other people that have those experiences and want the same things and like the like the Austin crew like those people are right. priceless you know with yep. their experiences and things that they've given you as far as support yeah yeah I think I, I think there's a couple things and like you know even talking with with uh, with Brant you know being Brant's 24 like what a different 24 that is than than me like he doesn't know what a dial-up internet sounds like uh he's never had to watch porn slowly load on the screen and be disappointed you chose the wrong thumbnail I um <laughs> yeah right and so you know we're talking about stuff and, and you know just talking about people you're around and and friends and i remember this turning point for me of like right around 30 that like man my friends were still going to the same bar and talking about the same shit and talking about what they wanted to do one day Right. And then I had to get away because that's not the path I wanted to be on. I wanted to do other things and, and, and make that progress. Right. And so now, seven years into that, I don't have friends that don't have their shit together. I don't have friends that are negative. You know, I, I, I've got people that and, and don't get me wrong. My friends have bad moments and call and need help or need need something to discuss or, or check in on each other. But, man, I don't have people around me that do that. They aren't oh, man, stuck hey, yeah, that negative, talking like, about like, their biggest success in high school. Right. Or <laughs> that the world's out to get them. Sure. And, and having those people around, it comes, you know, it's changed me a ton. I think, you know, that back, back to something like with my dad or mom or any of this, right? Like, born in Sulphur, Louisiana, a town of 25,000 in southwest Louisiana. All my dad's friends are from there. He grew up there, got a job there, worked there, traveled some. But anyone he's going to call for advice on a thing have the same life experience he had relatively. Right. He doesn't have a fucking you. He doesn't have a Mark Bell to call to. to, Hey, man, how do you think about this? Or, Or Kelly Starrett or Aubrey Marcus or any of these other, you know, Kyle Kingsbury, these people that. I've been through some shit and have thought about stuff and, and have a different perspective on it than I do. And maybe I want your perspective, which is different than Aubrey's or, or, or Kelly's or my mom. But I want to know all of them. And then I can kind of sort through it instead of he didn't. My dad doesn't have those people to call. So, of course, my life gets to be different and my perspective gets to be different. I have such a different avenue of information plus what's out there now with the internet just what an amazing tool that we get we have a device in our pocket that has all the information of forever <laughs> like it's a choice to use it or be be paralyzed by it and yeah I, I just having those people around man like you you have to eliminate those time wasters and that inconvenience of Fuck, man, if if you're the if you're at the top level of your group of friends, mm-hmm. there's a bigger chance that they're going to bring you down to meet them than you're going to drag all of them up. Mm. So I mean, surround yourself with other people that 
are going the same path that you want to go, that are doing things in life that motivate you, that inspire you and, <clears throat> and keep keep keeping them around, man. Now, I think you got to you got to chase that or. I mean, look, if, if you're super fucking stoked going to a nine to five job and getting your two days off a week and two weeks right a on. year and, and I'm not I'm not look, if someone's fat and happy, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Right on. Do what you want to do with your time. But if you're unhappy, you don't get to just complain about it. There's moves to make. And if you're not willing to help you. You can't expect me to want to help you more than you do. Mm-hmm. You can't expect me to give a shit about your success more than you do. I can't want you to get stronger more than you do. And, like, why wouldn't you be your biggest fan? Like, why wouldn't you want to make this the best the best chance? Um, which more weird psychedelic thought, but idea of multiple timelines and this type of idea of the multiverse. If if that's something that's real, and I don't have any fucking idea, it's a concept. If that exists, that means there is a version of me that exists that is broke, homeless, drug addict, the worst possible scenario of me ever. And then there's another one that's the best. And if both of these exist, I'm just going to try to be that guy because <laughs> it's out there. So why wouldn't this just get to be that story? Who the fuck wants to be the version of them in the infinite timelines that... Nine to five job, sure thing we did that, and after 35 years, they gave me a watch. You're fucking replaced tomorrow. That's what you traded your fucking life and your time for? Fuck. It's gone. You don't get to make a second run at it. It's over. You blew it. Every time something like this comes up, um, you know, it usually, it's usually about like super training and surrounding yourself with like stronger people and you know whatever. And so this is the same thing, but with more successful people, or smarter people, or yeah, whatever it may be. We always get the the, the person that will say, "Yeah, but there's nobody like nobody around me that's like move. that." Let's fucking leave. It's the same way I feel like if I go to Saskatoon, Canada in winter and it's negative 30 degrees, my question <laughs> yeah. there is like, there's roads that leave here and go south, guys. Like, you or, can fucking not live like that. You know, we have this new thing called the internet and social media. Right. And I mean, that's what we awesome. joke about all the time. Like, all yeah. of our friends are spread out across the country and we get to take trips like this and reconnect and see them again. And I mean, that's what it's there for. You can absolutely find these people and reach out and make those connections. I think uh, New Mexico might be one of the poorest. Uh, there's a, a bunch of spots in the United States. Well, they went through that big blue meth thing. But yeah, yeah it's it's a, it's anyway. There's some really horrible spots of like New Mexico, right? But even in New Mexico, there's great people, and it doesn't have to be someone that's rich. It doesn't have to be somebody that has a social media following. It could be your pastor. It could be your dad. It could be your uncle. I mean, sure. it's just you could still surround yourself. You can just recognize like, wow, that's wow. He's he's a fireman, like. That guy's got his shit together. He's got two kids. Like, I could imagine that for myself one day. But, you know, how do I go from here to there? Well, maybe I should fucking ask him. Right. Right. <laughs> or or even I should see what it's about, you know? Put yourself out there. Make yourself vulnerable and available. Well, even, even man, talk to Barton Geo. One of my mm. favorite things that, that I talked to them on the podcast about was when they when they started Barbell Brigade. Right? They've already got their own thing going with YouTube, and they're killing it. And then it was like, well... I want to work out more was Bart's kind of thing. And so he's talking to his partner, Joe and Joe wants to work out. And they're like, fuck me, let's get a, 
let's get a shipping container, put a gym in it, and then we have a private place to train. This would be fucking great. Well, then everyone on their JK News team was also interested in a place to work out. And so now you've got 15 people, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, shit, let's, let's open a gym. And so it was first going to be a private gym. And so Bart's like, we don't know how to do any of this. <laughs> Everything we do is, is online. So he and Gio bought How to Open a Brick and Mortar Business for Dummies book and read it. And they said, look, I don't know how to do this, but let's just figure out what the next step is and attack that and then figure out when we run into a roadblock that's impassable and decide, is it worth still doing? Yeah. yeah. Just do the next step. Did they really buy a book? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I actually read that book. and I love them. You know, and, and he's like, we just never ran into a thing that we weren't able to, to figure out. Like whether that was, okay, so we need to file an LLC. How do you do that? Well, there's plenty of information to do each step. But I think you can get overwhelmed looking at 200 steps that need to get done yeah, to get course. to the goal. Instead, just make the goal, let's do the next one. Just let's take that next step to whatever that is. And then kind of once you figure out that everything has a recipe similar to that, it makes a lot of stuff easier to attack. So, I mean, man, just keep doing the reps. Gotcha. You know, I want to go back to when you said that, you know, all the people around you were pretty much doing the same thing. When you realized that, did you just slowly filter yourself out of that? Or did you like, was it a, well, it was a, it was, that would have been bike shop failing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I'm knocking down a sweet $425 a month from the bike shop I own. I have started bouncing again at the strip club at night and DJing because it paid me enough to pay the bike shop's rent and pay an employee for me to keep the bike shop opening. Good business model. If at any point you pick up a second job to keep your first job, it's a fucking bad idea. Mm. Cut cut on that one. <laughs> Don't keep lying to yourself that like, it's going to turn around. It's coming. Uh, it wasn't. And so, yeah, it, like it, you just kind of have to, you got to just be smart with it too. Uh, I moved. When I felt that way. Right. Uh, So I'm from Iowa originally, and I was in that exact spot, like feeling very, very stuck. Um, I had left my nine to five and was coaching full time, but still just felt stuck, like around the same people that are doing the same things. And like it was getting so bad to it was actually giving me like almost panic attacks and anxiety around it. I'm like, I just don't know what to do. And so basically overnight, um, I had a friend in St. Louis and I just said, fuck it, I'm moving. Like something needs to change and nothing is going to change unless I do. Mm-hmm. So let me take that first step and just go and we'll figure it out. I mean, what's the worst thing that happens? You move back. Exactly. Fucking deal. Exactly. You know, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a big deal. Well, and I think failure. everyone worries about having all the pieces in place and every step. And I didn't. And it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Yeah. And also it's welcoming to get to know other people that are successful and realize how little they feel like they have a grasp on how the whole thing works and that they're constantly still learning. Everyone's figuring it out. We're just trying to figure it out as we go, man, <laughs> like every day. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you feel like you get a grasp on some certain sides of it and then something else pops up of like, okay, well, I don't know how that works. And, and you move on. I mean, I'm sure you've run into, I mean, when you started Slingshot and you guys are, 
doing it out of the garage and it's you and Andy. And I mean, at that point, like if, if someone walked in and like, man, you know, it's you're you're going to have X number of employees that you've had to fire. You're like, we don't have any fucking employees. Why would I have had this many people I need to let go? Like that's that's a negative, but it's a thing that comes with it. That's that's learning how to do that, too, because that's that's a tricky thing. Yeah. To to have to be that level of responsible because you're responsible yeah. to the whole boat. Um, I remember in uh, you know doing some stuff with Reebok, one of their one of the people I was dealing with in uh, collaborating with Jesse Burdick and making a shoe. Um, they asked me at a dinner. They're like, "Oh, how's that that, that little uh, like what's that the slingshot business going?" I was just like, "It's not little, <laughs> right?" You know, and he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I said, really, it's just for me. Like, I just said that for me to, to just so I don't think of it that way. Sure. You know? I'm not trying to knock down what you say. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah you yeah. kind of forgot the name. I, I get it. It's no big deal. You know, Well, you mean you actually gave him <laughs> the idea that context of what he had to say was more important than the words. <laughs> right. We've lost that a bit, too, as a, as a society. Right. And so, I, you know, I've always just thought it would, I, I don't know, I just always felt like it would it would, it would work out. It would work well. I, you know, just uh, maybe like with your bike shop, maybe you just felt that way. Like, hey, this is going to work. Yeah. And it just didn't. Like, so just my didn't. thing could have done this, gone the same way. I just felt like it was going to work, but it ended up uh, doing okay. But I'm still, also aware that having 22-year-old me was a big part of the problem right. of the bike shop, right. of the bike shop at that time. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, you went into it not knowing that this is the direction it was going, but you figure it out. Or or get around people that can answer questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got people you lean on. I mean, you've got mentors and, and, and people you trust, and that's important. I, I think the mentor role really gets lost for a lot mm -hmm. of people, and... Uh, I, I've been again very fortunate there to have to have a lot of people that I really love and value their opinion that that have been really helpful to me. That I don't ever have to question whether or not their opinion has anything to it, other than they want to see me happy and successful. What's the roles you guys have for Hate Brand? She's a sponsored athlete. Although people think I do more, <laughs> I get customer service questions. I don't a lot. know why. In my Don't DMs. do that. It's terrible. Do you do other work or no? Just for hate, no. Yeah, she sponsored Just athlete sponsored and so athlete, like I post, photo shoots. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. she. I mean, yes. And so, obviously, you guys are talking about it, of course, know? right? Like, so we're bouncing ideas and things yeah, like yeah, that yeah. off of each other, and you know, sometimes I need to work through a concept, and that's it's a great mm -hmm. sounding board since we're on the same page about a lot of things, and maybe somehow she's figured out how to word it better than mm -hmm. than I was. Or, yeah, uh, I mean, we'll look at designs and colors and do a lot of that together. Uh, but that's... that's does uh, the word hate ever seem weird to you and the experiences that you had with uh, psychedelics? Like, are you sometimes like... I, I'm sure you probably probably comes and goes, but like, do you sometimes almost think like, I just don't feel the same way about that word anymore? I, I realize the brand is kind of a different thing, but sure. uh, the it, original place that it came from. Yeah, yeah. You know, I... But but that's still there, right? Like the original idea of it was this, you know, self-motivation through some healthy amount of self-loathing that hold yourself accountable because no one else is going to like if this isn't important to you. Why would it be to anyone else? And so be willing to do the work, be willing to do all these things, be be stern enough and hate yourself enough to fucking do it. But what know? about your knee, bro? 
And he told you it wasn't a good idea. Well, we need to change directions, you know, but that's that's not avoiding. That's not back to that. It's not complacency. You know, I also didn't win a world championship and then say, whew, we made it. Mm. And then put my fucking feet up and wait for everything to come to me. Goals have just changed. Right. Like most people who follow my brain now don't ever know that I did that. I'm okay with that. But chapter's done. It's a cool thing I did. And it's not going to make it Neither to my tombstone. Sure. Two-time world champ. Two-time right? world champ. Perfect with my face or, on it. Or a belt. Oh, now we're talking. Championship. I don't want the championship belt. Why haven't we used more of those for powerlifting? They should be used in everyday life, period. All trophies, <laughs> all trophies in general should be wrestling belts. Oh, man. Get the strap. Um, yeah, it has, it has changed. It's altered. But the base meaning of just holding myself accountable to progress is still there. Um, and it's, you know, over time it's, it's been able to boil it down to a bit more concentrate, right. Of, of what it really stands for to me. And I still feel really powerful with that. And I feel very, very fortunate that my audience has allowed me to make the change to go from being the Highland games guy and, you know, posting strength videos and stuff like that to fucking hiking and swimming in lakes and talking about drugs and getting weird. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, stuff we're still releasing was a line we did before that was this, you know, be harder to kill. I mean, I think, I think that's important. Be more fucking resilient, like take stress, you know, challenge yourself. And that way, that way, you know, man, I think people are so fucking fragile, whether it's emotionally or even physically at this point that I mean, our country was built by tough sons of bitches, you know, whether that was westward expansion. I mean, look at something like Lewis and Clark, like we're going to head west. Well, what's that way? I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? Just, <laughs> these are tough fucking people. And be a little bit more like that. Like, uh, what is it? Be an American, not an American. Yeah. <laughs> and sure. just people like being victims and I just don't have a place for that. Do you think people need to go through, uh, like hard times in order to have the perspective that you have? Hmm. I think there needs to be some struggle. I think there needs to be resistance to your life to to get to get the good to to, to challenge yourself. Like, and the resistance doesn't have to necessarily be bad. It doesn't could, have to be it bad. It could just, just be, be resistance. Shit in your way. Yeah, it's yeah. just resistance. I don't think it needs to be a certain level of trauma. Right. Like we talked about, like neither of us have really had. I mean, outside of your surgery, right? I mean, highly traumatic. But like I said, that feeling of being stuck and making moves to get myself out of that situation. Like it doesn't need to be a certain level of negative. It mm. just needs to be enough to get you thinking just a little yeah, I bit think more. Sometimes people hear that you know someone's uh, parent passed away when they were eight or something, and they I think they I think sometimes there's a misinterpretation of that. Like you have to go through dark, you know, really tough, brutal times in order to be you know molded into this diamond uh later on in life and well, I, I don't think that's necessarily uh true although it is the case sometimes with some people yeah of course it can be i think whatever it needs to be it needs to be just enough to flip that switch and yeah. i think there's a lot of people who can get caught in a loop of thinking holding on to this trauma or or pain is what's giving them that edge 
And that's a really weird crutch to have. Whether that's creative types who think, man, getting fucked up every night and drinking is what kind of gets me to this place. Or I write better when I'm drunk. Or or all all like the the comics who struggle with depression and anxiety. They're like, well, if I take medicine or get healthy, maybe I'm not funny funny anymore. anymore. I think Michael Jordan was that way a little bit. Oh, I think he had Mm. like disordered thinking. For sure. I I mean, it worked. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But like, you know, he was just able to handle it yep. most people after a while are like oh man <laughs> right and he's a, he's his own special level of crazy person right i mean there's a reason we know his name and not you know other people's there's mm-hmm. he's a stud and man crazy people are exciting i never wanted to just fit into the middle weirdos are great michael jordan's a weirdo you know <laughs> this is some guy who was starting to bet on things because because he liked competition and that's really what gambling is but there's a reward that's fun. But he would bet on stuff like whose bag would come out of the baggage claim first. Yeah. Right? I love it. You know, simple shit like that. And then I also love that he would try to get in touch with baggage claim people to get his bag put on the bag first. <laughs> you know? Stack the cards, man. You know? Give it, give it hell. Uh, I don't think it's necessary to have trauma. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people hold that, too. And you know, through through the knee stuff, I, I get a lot of messages about surgery and people are going to have this going on. And one of the things I always get from people is this. My knee's a little jacked up. I've had some surgeries. It's not as bad as yours was. Mm. And I always respond with like, but that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Like your pain is yours and it doesn't have shit to do with mine because my leg hurt more than yours does. Doesn't mean you're not unhappy. Mm. And nor does that give me some, you shouldn't hold that as like, well, he dealt with more. I'll, I should be fine with this. It's not how it works. You're dealing with the most that you can deal with at that time. And most people are dealing with the most they can deal with at that time all the time. And so like pain and trauma aren't a competition. And I think we can stop looking at things that way. And I think, I do think as a culture, that's one of those things that we do. And we put up people on pedestals that have overcome more or done these other things. And it's really easy to say, you know, looking at Donald Trump and say, like, well, sure, but he started all this off of this loan he got from his dad must must be nice. You know what I mean? Like, quit fucking comparing, dude. That was he didn't choose his parents. That was a resource he had that was there. And fuck, man, if if my dad would have offered me a million dollars to start a business, (laughs) I'm fairly certain at that point I could have turned that into 700 grand really quickly. <laughs> you know, I mean, but even even turning a million into a billion, get out of here. You know, there, there's there's work involved there, too. And he's failed a ton. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm far from a fan, but right on. He's done some stuff. I can see value there. Yeah. I, yeah. The, the pain and pain and trauma are not a competition. And everyone's got their own shit and everyone's shit's valid. Now, I struggle when people take on other people's pain and trauma and and feel it's theirs. That's a tough one. You know? Um, like, what do you mean? So, the social justice warriors. Mm-hmm. That's exactly uh, okay. Right? Okay. Or the, the Karens. Uh, well, okay. You know, this this idea that, like, Holy shit, I have been validated. 
I have a thing that I can yell at fucking people about, and I'm on the top virtuous side of this. Mm. You know, that finally, finally, I am in the right, and I know it. Like, why that's a weird competition, too, of who's more virtuous. And like, it's the same thing of why back in the day people were like, you know, with, with racist issues of like, well, my black friends, <laughs> fucking come on, man. Like, that was the thing. Everyone mentions like, well, I know a black guy. Like, that doesn't make you not a racist, <laughs> you know, but nor, nor, does, nor does not having black friends make you a racist. Neither of these things have one to do with the other. Sure. Um, but, yeah, you know, just fucking man, accepting someone else's trauma is really weird. And I think we're in a weird spot, too. Like, if you look at um, guy Brett Weinstein who's on Rogan and he was a professor at uh, Evergreen College in Oregon and really started seeing kind of the first bits of this. And one of my concerns with not Black Lives Matter or not any of the stuff going on. My concern is forced compliance, whether that's, you know, that like, well, if you feel this way at all, like, like you need to say Black Lives Matter. And this was a weird bit on Instagram, right? For, for all of us who operate in some bit of an influencer space for fucking disgusting word. Um, but it is what it is that there was part of it that there was an obligation to make a post that you felt. Mm that I need to say something on this, even though I threw rocks in a field and make fucking t-shirts. Like, this isn't someone whose opinion you should value in this arena. I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. I know that I don't dislike people because of the color of their skin. And I mean, the, I got messages about like, what are you planning to do to add more people of color to the roster of hate athletes or, or people you're going to hire? I'm like, I've had trans athletes. I sponsor four Asian people. My, my media guy is, is, is half black, half white. Like the fuck are you talking about? I got to hire anyone. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Brant. That changes everything. I knew it. I had no idea. (laughs) Changes everything. What the hell? That was also, (laughs) you didn't see it coming. Yeah. That was also the weekend we went hiking. So we were off the grid for like two days and then came back to this disaster on Instagram. And my DMS are full of, why aren't you saying anything? I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, what, what? Yeah. I have a bunch of friends that got the same shit and it's just like, yeah, people, if they don't see you post something, if they don't see you post something, then they think you're automatically on the other side. You, you have to say something. Uh, It makes absolutely no sense. It's not. No, it's not (laughs) at all. It it couldn't be any more of a curated view. And even someone who has done vlog work of his life for a really long time, you're getting a very edited 10 fucking minutes of my day. Of course. It's the best highlight reel that I can possibly put together. Highlight slash funny that I've chose to share. <laughs> right. Like, it's not fucking real, man. Like, you don't want to see me sit at my desk and figure out a thing for three hours, <laughs> you know, or realize that y- you've done something and forgot to hit record. You know, like, oh, sick. I could do that again. I was hoping to <laughs> rerun that intro. Uh, but. And the, the forced compliance of stuff that our countries it, and that I think that goes back to just that really, really weird politicizing everything that everything's black or white. Mm-hmm. And then I learning more, I guess, about 
like what safe space and all that as an older guy who wasn't on a college campus. I'm not fucking familiar with any of this. And what I thought it was, was physically like a safe space that we're, but what it became is that like they were uninviting guest speakers that didn't have the same very, very left is where typically this was happening. Same ideologies the kids had. And they felt because well, suicide and anxiety is up for kids in that age range that you challenging my ideas put me in a compromised space and make me not feel unsafe in my own head with my thoughts. This is a terrible fucking plan to avoid. And colleges were supposed to be a place of higher education where you meet people that aren't like you and you discuss different topics intelligently. It's supposed to be that salon of, of thinkers that that we had back back when when people were still concerned about education and avoiding that to stack the cards to where everything follows a similar message and if it doesn't follow a message we'll fucking fire you mm-hmm. that's a bad idea man that's a really really shit idea is this still a thing that it's is getting currently worse. happening yeah okay it's, yeah it's just tough. as i mean just being out of college because they so for a decade plus i don't they would really, do stuff in, yeah. on colleges right so if they had a speaker and comedians have talked about it a lot like they don't tour campuses anymore because fuck this and it was like you you would show up as a speaker and either they'd make a big enough ruckus about you coming that the campus would uninvite you or they'll show up at your speak and make and speech and make enough noise and disrupt enough that you can't give your speech. And so I saw that happen a lot with some of Jordan Peterson's content. Right. People would have hero too. Yeah. You yep. have like hecklers and you know, all kinds of different things. And then, but what's cool about, um, I haven't seen Ben Shapiro do it, but maybe he has, but I've seen Jordan Peterson actually get in conversation with people mm-hmm. and talk to people like outside of, and these people are like, they're pretty charged up. So I'm like, fuck man that's good on him because these people are like they're ain't they're very angry and you're like holy shit but he he still shares his belief and he's like no here's why i think this here's why i think that and at least they both at least the person walks away with i got to you know share my information rather than just uh you know not allowing that person to come to your campus at all i mean how how are we going to gain any knowledge if people aren't questioning it like that's the only place that knowledge comes from in the first place so (laughs) how are we going to get to anything new if if we just all have the same ideas and concepts i mean it's it's the same idea right that someone watches a youtube video you make that's free and then tells you they don't like it (laughs) or that you should talk about this like where the fuck are you entitled to shape the content i make Mm -hmm. it's free i'm gonna make whatever the fuck i want if you don't like it there's an infinite number of channels for you to watch I just I can't even imagine having any more in my head of this guy needs to know I don't like this. I'm going to write a letter. <laughs> oh, man. That's Wait, where the, you just uh, change the fucking channel. That's where the race to zero followers came from. <laughs> Is that just like I'm doing my own fucking thing, yeah. man. And and we, we talked about that, too. Like, sometimes you got to get rid of the old followers, you know, followers to to find people that are into the thing you're doing now. Got rid of all those prudes the other day. <laughs> right. Apparently, they don't like naked butt pics. Bad, bad. <laughs> My most liked photo I've ever fucking posted to the two of us in this little pond we'd found. Uh, yeah, I think I lost like 300 fucking followers for it. And like, man, happy to show you the door. 
<laughs> if you're not enjoying yourself, like, that's fine. Are you offended by a butt? Cool, man. And also, if you're offended by a butt, life's going great for you. <laughs> that's just a fact. Meanwhile, yeah. super training gym. Yeah. yeah. Kill me. Hey, now. <laughs> we're on the CV. Yeah, I probably lost almost a thousand people told me they were disappointed in me. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Disappointed in her. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like, <laughs> we look great. Yeah, like, look right. at us. We're killing it. Yeah. Look how much fun good. we're having. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> started the morning skinny dipping. Yeah, it was a great day. Well, social media is a weird thing. I mean, people are sharing, you know, just about everything. So, you know, what, there's what, everything. Yeah. Right. What's <laughs> right? Well, I, think I just we don't wonder what the real difference is on. I don't know, man. I, I guess I, they, I, people have an expectation mm-hmm. of what they think Matt Vincent is. They have an expectation of what they think you are, and. Well, I, one, it disappointed that expect didn't meet that expectation. Yeah, I, I, and you can't I, do that on every post anyway. Right? I, I think people yeah. there's also don't confuse the fact that you have followers with the idea that you have a valid opinion on everything <laughs> right. or an important one. It's okay to say you don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Be like, I don't know. I shouldn't or shouldn't you don't speak care. on that. Or that's not a thing I concern myself with. I don't, yeah. I don't fucking know what you're talking about, and that that's okay. You you know. There's like, I don't like the stay in your lane idea because I want people to be free to think and talk about whatever they want to. But again, it comes back to that forced compliance, right? Of this idea of like, you, you curse too much. Like, okay. You mean I make noises with my mouth you don't like? <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> like, just slow it down. Do you know what I mean? Like, or change the channel. Mm-hmm. So many other people you can follow. Or maybe voice your opinion in a different way and explain why you don't like the cussing. Right. Say, hey, I watch all your videos. I'm a huge fan. But I actually think that you uh, curse a little too much. I'd love to see, you know, and here's and here's why. Like, just give me yep. some sort of reason. Right. Then maybe you look at it and you're like, ah, I, I kind of do. I think I do. I and then you might the ask her. You say, hey, do I curse too much? You might be like, yeah, a little bit. Right. Like, oh. All Rather right. than a short little blanket statement, that's yeah. no follow up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why do you have such foul language? Right. It, <laughs> immediately, mad. if if the response to me is because you felt attacked, right? When I don't know your name, yeah, I didn't attack you. <laughs> you know that if you have that level of vanity or or narcissism to think that this was directed directly at me, you probably have some things you should sort out mm. instead of the things that I watched that aren't in my wheelhouse and, and like whether that's let, let's just say religion thing is an easy thing. I can take a hard stance on that. I don't agree with most of it. And, but I don't have a problem that other people do. You're not going to go on Joel Olstein's YouTube and dislike it <laughs> and make I, a comment. Why would I fucking bother? I can watch this <laughs> other guy learn stuff. <laughs> like, there's an awesome channel that we, I can watch that makes me feel good. But I think people like fucking feeling shitty. I think we're addicted to that, too, that that we're addicted to being offended. Well, people like conflict. And if it's via keyboard, then there's no consequences. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But we've also given and, and I think we're wired to it. Frustration is a, a, addicting. For sure. For yeah. Sure. And, and we we give more attention to negative comments than we do positive ones. So years it's been a long time. But dude, negative comments. I don't mind criticism. Criticism and critique are very, very welcome. But just like, I mean, if I posted something like her and I with this shot of her ass, like there's going to be some fucking idiot who who comments and says something like, 
what are both these dudes doing? Mm. You know, because she's a muscular female. God forbid. Like, I don't think it's because of that. I think because they see the giant penis, penis that's hanging down between the legs. I think yes, that's what yes. I noticed. She does have that a giant penis giveaway. if she had one. Throbbing. It's the big dick energy. I don't, know, cruise what, I don't know what I'd do with it, but yeah. it'd be fun. It was hanging yeah. down into the water. I mean, I just right. that Cold. might be yeah. part of the reason. Dead giveaway. Oh. <laughs> Man. But there's always those people. Oh, yeah. Right. Ridiculous and, comments. And so, like, Man, I will comment back to everyone who has anything to say unless it's shitty for the sake of being shitty and I'll just delete and block you. I don't care. Hit the bricks. <laughs> you know, why, why tolerate it? I think uh, that frustration is a sensation in our bodies that's similar to a challenge, you know, and so we we uh, we get a response from that in our body and it's addicting. We had uh, Andrew Huberman on the podcast. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast as well, a neuroscientist, and he was explaining a lot of this. But this is a great explanation into uh, why, you know, just the old adage of putting one foot in front of the other makes so much sense. There's a little resistance to it. You may not really want to do that. But when you go through something or challenge yourself in whatever new way it is that you're challenging yourself, you get a lot of great feedback from it. Um, but sometimes, you know, we have things like frustration. I've mentioned to these guys many times. There's a um, an old study where they, they put people in a dark room by themselves, and the people just kept hitting this button over and over again to electrocute themselves. And they told them before they went into the room, they said, hey, this, this, there's going to be a button on the table. It's going to electrocute you. You know, and and, you know, they would they would hit it, you know, and they would and then they would ask him, oh, would you would you pay money to not get electrocuted by this button? You know, like if if I was forcing your hand on it, they're like, hell yeah, of course I would. I don't want to get electrocuted. But when they put them in this room and had them in isolation for 15 minutes, they were pushing the button very, very frequently. It's just because uh, I think we'd rather be like annoyed or we'd rather have something going on rather than be lost in our own thoughts. Mm. (laughs) Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's and there's there's weird stuff. I mean, whether that's like other studies, like the uh, the one with the uh, inmates and in, in prison or uh, prison guards in uh, the Stanford study, where mm-hmm. they did, gotcha. and that like if you give people power, they fucking abuse it. Yeah, oh right, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. And you know, not only that, like you know, these people didn't have any real power, and they still turned. Um, now I know there's other stuff that shows maybe this test was fucky, but either way, I mean. That or or there was another study that was essentially like doctors in a room with you and there's a control panel with buttons one through ten and you can hear someone that's being tested on the other side of a a wall, but you can't see them. And it was the doctor asked a question, the person answers it, and based on what the doctor felt the answer was, you hit a button and that button gave a small shock. And as it worked up the ladder, it was bigger shocks. Mm. And... The test was to see how compliant to uh, authority, authority mm-hmm. that this person would be. And at some point, the person on the other side of this wall is screaming for help and asking you, please don't hit the fucking button. And the doctor just says, press the button again. Press the button. And, and so many just would until the person quit screaming. <laughs> right. Jeez. You know, and it's all an act. Right. 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 But, but still. I mean, it's it's easy to look at that and then extrapolate like why people fall in line with things that because they told us to we're supposed to authority and man i like that the younger generation is more willing to challenge authority than say my parents generation was oh yeah and man i grew up 
for sure authority older people in authority was correct yeah. that wasn't up for debate that like if i was to argue with a teacher that was my ass in trouble when i got home because i shouldn't have argued with an adult who was the authority figure right or wrong my parents would have never gone to school and be like but he had a good point mm. no, no. <laughs> it was time to be quiet and stop this you know and so i think i think that bit of figuring out appropriate authority is something that's got to be done too you know in appropriate compliance i guess that part is really difficult because what's a moving target you know how many uh, i don't know if your surgeon was bad that did your first knee surgery but sure. same right, guy like, did all nine. <laughs> oh, he did all of them yeah, yeah. so you know I, I mean it's it's hard to know like you know who who is the authority who's a who's a good doctor and which doctor finished at the complete bottom of his yeah. class and made just, all c's and doesn't care right. to uh maybe just doesn't care to advance their knowledge and maybe they're just not into it so it's just a job for them right which that wouldn't be great to have someone care for you that they you know it's just more passionate about yeah they're not excited about it every day they're not interested in it like you watch a surgery video and you realize these guys are far more carpenters mm-hmm. than they are finesse right you know i mean they're mechanics and they're they're fixing parts and they look at it as tools and this needs to be replaced and i mean that's the the last answer the guy gave me before my knee replacement was he you know i was like you know what do you have to kind of help me feel that this is going to be the response he's like well everything that's causing you pain we're taking out and i'm like oh well that fucking works that, that answers that immediately for me he's like we're not continuing to just remove parts to try to patch a problem we're just going to replace them with brand new stuff yeah and that works for me with vehicles and how they work so why wouldn't this make more sense right um (sighs) how has uh how has like the coronavirus has it played into anything with your travel because it's like a little bit more complicated travel is a little different have you guys gotten any heat for any of that kind of stuff or has it been pretty pretty good uh no we haven't gotten any heat on it at all um it's been very interesting to see how different parts of the country handle it yeah um no one in montana has really heard of masks (laughs) so uh it's interesting to see the variants everywhere that we go um and we're both very comfortable with being compliant you know where masks are required i think a private business is allowed to ask them to do whatever they'd want yeah no shirt no shoes no services same thing Mm -hmm. right i can wear a mask it's not the biggest uh thing i've had to overcome in my life yeah uh i mean you're eating outside more often which is fine whatever um and then gas station bathrooms have been a little weird yeah <laughs> a lot more porta potties yeah mm. stuff but, is closed i mean yeah. yeah and how is that helpful right oh, right i don't I think because right? you know those aren't getting cleaned well i think a lot of it with with the virus is and people in general i think a lot of it's posturing and it's this idea that we're doing a helpful thing instead of are we analyzing is it really helpful? Yeah, ver- well, that's like virtue the stuff, signaling. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's like the stuff with people with like restricted hours. Yeah. It's like oh, so you're gonna shorten the hours so more people are crammed into a shorter amount of time? <laughs> it's a fucking terrible. This idea. is helping. Like, yeah, it's it's interesting. And and even I mean, luckily for us, we're set up to camp, so we're not going into cities. Yeah, yeah we've avoided. You know, I mean, and even that, like where we were outside of Portland, like we drove through Portland. And as far as the media is concerned, this place is burning to the ground. 
didn't see any of that shit. It looked like the same Portland that I've ever been to in the last five years. All the problems are, you know, or where where protest and where this what um the area that they've claimed for themselves. Chaz. Yeah. Chaz. yeah, yeah, yeah. That type of stuff are such small compact areas just a couple blocks that it's it's not the whole city's an issue right like in the same way the rest of the world thinks all of americans are fat yet there's not a single one in this room anymore anymore <laughs> as <laughs> we're talking were. to me we're talking about yeah. us uh it, it's just man the, the media and information that is shared through the old method is rough it's a really rough, biased, trying to make money, man. And they're, they're providing us with what, what we ask for because we keep watching. The same reason the Kardashians are on TV. All we got to do is stop watching that shit and they'll quit putting them on the air. Yeah. That's, that's how TV works. <laughs> but we don't. And so we keep watching Fox News because people want to be mad. You know, right back to that whole frustration being addicting. That'd actually be interesting. How many people from a different party are watching the opposite, right? Watching the opposing news. There's probably a lot. Mm. I would say not as many that just want to hear the echo chamber of what they want to hear. I know, but it'd be interesting to kind of know the stats on that. You know, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, but watching Fox News or watching CNN or or what have you, it's like watching polar opposites say the exact same story it's fucking crazy but in a way that feeds their point of view i think a big problem with it is just the fact that we have this 24-hour news thing now and we can really blame all of this on espn's pti this is when it started so so familiar with the show pardon the interruption Mm -hmm. i'm not so no okay so pardon the interruption was a show i think it may still i don't know if it's still on it's still on yeah okay the format were these two guys, and they were the first channel that they had a list of topics on the left side of the screen. There's something running across the bottom giving stats and shit from ball games, and these guys get two mi- two minutes to essentially yell about a subject at each other, and then a buzzer hits, and they move on to the next one. And this is how every single news channel has become. Yeah, they they have adopted PTI, and it sure. looks like that. A little bit like yeah, Shannon, countdown Shannon yeah, Sharp's guys, show as well. Yeah. You, you, they just did it first. Yeah. And, and it has changed TV on every aspect. And so if you have news that's got to get filled and topics that got to get filled, they're not looking for resolution or answers. They're just looking to yell at each other for three minutes. Yeah. Instead of long form discussion like this, you know, which I do think we should get more of. Like, why the fuck aren't our presidential candidates doing this? You could. It's free. Right. You could put 100% of the speeches and as much as you want to explain and share your platform and why it's there with the world. Start a YouTube channel. It's hard to learn anything real about presidents. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just, you, we, know, we know what they maybe tweet and we know a couple things, but everything has to be political from their, pers- you know, I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be, but... Um, it's important that they say things, you know, in a, in a certain manner, you know, to because it has to kind of fit their agenda and fit their beliefs. Um, so, yeah, it is. It's uh, it's just an it's an interesting thing that we can't we don't have access mm. to, like hearing someone talk more and talk on their feet. Um, so it, it would be amazing. 
if you could hear, yeah. you know, if you could hear Joe Biden in several different interviews on podcasts, but he's really, he's not really on him. Trump's not really on him. I mean, we've he heard Joe, one Joe Rogan did one with Bernie Sanders. Yeah. We, yeah that we, was yep. a really good, interesting listen because yeah. it actually gives them a chance to There's talk. There's been some stuff like that. I'm just saying it's very scary. It's yeah. yeah. But I, I yeah. think, I think, I also think that they won't do it because of the climate that we've created that you're not allowed to say the wrong word or make a misstep and everything's allowed to be taken out of context that like you may have explained something for 15 minutes but if one of the sentences you used sounds fucky they're gonna take that and chop it up and this is Mm -hmm. all you talked about Mm -hmm. and that's what rogan said about after having burned you he's like i'll never do it again i'll never have another presidential because i immediately got shifted that i was a complete left Bernie Sanders supporter instead of I just wanted to give the guy a platform to share his thoughts on. Right. And how weird is that? How weird is that, too? Because Joe Rogan has been somebody that we we have always looked to to share the truth with us. Now he can't. Right. Yeah. You guys, you have (laughs) decided I'm not allowed to do it. He, he, Great work. He mm-hmm. kind of can, but he kind of can. He does. He right. needs to be careful of his words uh, because people can misunderstand him. And it's not because he'll get canceled or anything necessarily. Which but, is beautiful because he can't. Right. Right. Yeah, can't. That would pretty much. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess he could. But Cross, who? CrossFit got canceled. You know, no one owns Joe Rogan. No, I, I do. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. not depending on. No, he could fuck himself over. Yes, he'd have yeah. to lose yeah. his fucking mind and say yeah. something completely. Yeah, he could fuck himself. Bonkers. Yeah, I mean, look at uh, Matt Lauer. Yeah, or, or something weird. Comes yeah, but, on. Matt La- so, but, yeah. but Matt Lauer works for a company that's owned by a conglomerate that right. someone gets a vote. Right. Joe's show isn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 And that's a that's a very unique thing that we don't have a lot of. That. There isn't a right or left big support that pays for Joe's show. Right. And I think that's what makes that platform really unique, that we don't have a lot of those mm-hmm. areas anymore, that, that somebody doesn't have a vote based on money to what you get to talk about. And I think it's important that we have those type of things, but we also have to, as a society, be able to allow people to be people and people to make mistakes and people to change and people to be able to say, I'm sorry, I didn't know enough. I fuck that up, but I'm trying to get better and learn. Like we can't like even, even with the black lives matter stuff, man, like people that were like, well, I didn't see you talking about any of this six months ago. I was fucking wrong. I didn't know enough. Now I'm educated on it and I'd like to share what I've learned. You're allowed to grow and change. And we hold people accountable to this level of scrutiny that we don't hold ourselves to because because they're known or have a platform or any of these other things, there's still people that are trying to get better and educate themselves. Like give give some fucking slack and some room for breathing. Yeah, and let, not a lot of people are good at admitting that they were wrong. Well, I think because of a lot of that's the repercussions for admitting you were wrong. That people are like, sure. finally, we now have proof that he doesn't know shit. Oh yeah. You know, or because you said one thing wrong, now we have to throw away all the other good ideas that you had. Canceled. Yeah. Like, no, got to go. Unacceptable. So, so after being in all the different areas and you said there's a lot of different, uh, there's a lot of different practices, right? Um, 
California's been the most complicated. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah cuz the wear a mask save a life. Yeah, hey, right on. Our uh our uh seminar that we had this weekend canceled. Is it? Uh because With a uh, stand? Yeah, I think someone called it in and you know, oh. you see something say something, that's California oh, for, for you. Oh, okay. Um, that must be fucking must rats. Have, like just happened. Yeah, yeah, just okay. yeah. yeah. Culture of rats. Is this what we're going <laughs> to fucking do? Yeah. Turn just, people in for It just happened, but I guess um <laughs> Okay, so if things are like, quote unquote, normal in Montana, hmm. and uh, as far as I know, we don't have any, uh, you know, uh, we don't have any state borders that are being blocked off so people can't go anywhere. Yep, none. Um, does it even make sense to do like what we're doing? Have ha- half the like have the economy shut down? And I, I know personally, and again, I'll, I'll speak from my experience of travel and what little bit. I've learned and how, how I how I feel about it. Now, again, I know people think I'm a doctor, but in fact, I threw rocks in a field that people agreed <laughs> to measure. Uh, so less than a doctor. Uh, right now, my concern is that small businesses get to operate and people who have poured their life into a thing aren't fucking cheated out of that success by something that's taken out of their hands. And if that means I need to wear a mask to give those people support, I'm on board. I'll do it. That's fine. This isn't the biggest goddamn thing. A struggle. I can, I can put a thing on my face. It's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Do I personally think it is really helpful? No, I don't. I think that is about the lowest hanging fruit that we can pretend helps as much as anything. I think more being outside with vitamin D as we've seen and been and shown that that makes a big difference. And that logically makes different, you know, makes sense to me for who's a higher risk for infection. Um, we, we have learned that it doesn't spread through surfaces. We also have to admit that we were lied to. Now, whether the intentions of that lie are noble or not are irrelevant. But we've been lied to. We were told that masks were not important from jump by Fauci. And then later he said, we said that because we knew there'd be a shortage and we needed them for the hospitals. And if all that is 100% true, and as I'm not a doctor, I'll take his word. But now I'm aware that you've lied to me. And that becomes tricky, man. Instead... Be honest, and, and it's okay that if they would have just said, we don't know exactly what we're dealing with, we think this is going to be the best response, we have to try. We can see what other places have done and try to mimic that, but the problem with that becomes how much real information are you actually getting from places, because all of that's so propagandized too, and so right or left that, how the fuck is this a political a virus? How is this political? Shouldn't we all at least be on the same page about this is bad? Let's fix it. Nope. We can't even do that. Weird, weird times, man. I think I, it's like anything else. Like this is bad, but how bad? You know, right. that that comes into question, uh, you know, in every aspect of American culture. You know, uh, you ran a stop sign. 
not a big deal. He ran a stop sign, killed somebody. He ran a stop sign, killed someone, and you were drunk. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, it's like there's severity uh, to it. And to me, the severity of this virus just is not great enough to have all the bells and whistles and all the different things that are going along with it. That's just been my uh, own personal thoughts on it. And, and uh, just... The idea that our governor shares the idea of wear a mask, save, you know, save lives. I just, I don't know why he would make that stance. I don't know why. Unless he, he believes that 51% in your state believe that. Right. Right. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not I, leadership. Right. It's placating. Right. And that's what we've got going on. And it's not based on fact and evidence. It, it's based on one side. I mean, we have the president arguing with. The lead attorney general that we've, you know, the, the right. lead guy that we've hired to help the country in situations like this. And if and why would you take a reality show host advice on a medical thing instead of this fucking doctor that we've hired? I, I think that's weird. I also like I mean, that's the same way I feel about fucking the vaccination stuff like. Like, man, do we want such an information bias so bad that you think Jenny McCarthy figured this out? Like she's a fucking playmate who ran singled out. This is not one of our best thinkers. What did she do? I'm not she was aware. big anti-vax. She was oh, one of the heads of right, kind right, of that movement. Right, 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 right. And like, yeah. fuck. Right. Fuck, people. Pick, let's, let's pick representatives that are smarter than us, not just because they're celebrities. Celebrities. Just because you're because, like, just because you're a good actor doesn't mean you have a smart opinion. You read words off a sheet of paper. Is it a good thing or a bad thing that we have so much information at our fingertips? Overall, I think it's a good thing, but I think we need to get better at developing the filter for deciding bullshit, and that only comes with reading more information. You know. Also, there's a lot of logic that I think you can just look at stuff of like. I mean, even when protests started happening in L.A., World Health Organization made made a statement that, uh, uh, you know, regarding mask. And it was it was like, look, we we think everyone should stay inside and no one should be outside. If you're protesting due to uh, Black Lives Matter and George Floyd, it was somehow OK. I mean, they made a post that like, yeah, we still think you should be inside, but also this is fine. Like, what the fuck does that work? They, they're magically protected because they're arguing for the right thing? And getting more information like that, there's got to be some logic to you that, like, bullshit's afoot. And Or they just knew they couldn't stop it, to be honest. Like, well, sure. Well, also, they're aware they that there's a... associated with calling it negative in any way. And, yeah. and can you also imagine, as an organization right now, saying, don't protest these things? Right. You're fucking, you're done. Yeah. Right. You can't do that. And so that's the force compliance. Now, I think they actually would, though, <laughs> if the virus was stronger. Mm. Of course. If it was, if people were really, you know, dying in, in large numbers, which I know that there's. There's, there's fuckery there. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and even with the numbers that are reported, they're still fairly low. Um, I just think that, like, if, again, I think if people were really. Uh, if this thing was insanely um, deadly, uh, you guys wouldn't be traveling. 
Right. You know, we wouldn't have to have coercion by the, the government or the state to say, hey, you know, you're not allowed to do this, but you're allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that, but you're allowed to, you know. Right. We wouldn't really need that because I would call you up and be like, Matt, you still coming? You'd be like, fuck no, dude. I'm doing shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing nothing. I'm right? going to another right. country away from people. Yeah. And, yeah, it's... On on this road trip, one of the things that's become very, very clear is I really do love America. Um, our country's incredible. Hit the music. <laughs> um, I, I love the landscape we have. I love the diversity. I love that how different getting to see the southwest of our country is compared to the Pacific Northwest and get to see mountains and get to see all this great, amazing stuff or Montana or Glacier National Park or any of these incredible things. I don't know how much I like Americans. I don't like entitlement. I don't like this feeling that this lie that we keep telling ourselves that we're the fucking best when there's no proof of that. We're still just people. And if we can allow ourselves to be wrong and say we fuck that up as a group, we can make change. But instead, digging our feet in and refusing to change because we are fucking right and we're America. Ugh. That's a fucking tired story, man. And it isn't serving anyone well. You know, pretending that, you know, having a tendency to point our fingers at the rest of the world uh, with what they're doing wrong when. I mean, why, why did we spend, I mean, there was, there was a period of time that we, we dumped $80 billion to rebuild part of Afghanistan. And meanwhile, Flint, Michigan doesn't have fucking drinking water. Let's weed our own garden. Let, let's sort this shit out first before we start trying to figure out how to fix the rest of the planet. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm very, I'm, I don't know, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a globalist. I, I do think we're a global community, especially now with the way businesses reach immediately. Like, And you got to be willing to say you were wrong to make progress. And that's not something we're very good at as a society. And I think that's a thing that could change that would allow a lot more growth than the fear response to admitting you were wrong. Where are you guys off to next? So we're going to head from here to Santa Cruz, uh, hang out with uh, Brooke Ince for a few days. I'm going to go tour Specialized Bicycles headquarters. I'm excited about that. And uh, try not to buy a new bike. <laughs> will be the goal. I have an extra spot on the bike rack, oh, so no. it was thought about before we I got left. Some, uh, oh, elect- I didn't even think about that. Electric bikes over there? They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Specialized makes some rad ones. And man, that's one of those things that like when that popped up, I was like, what the fuck are we doing? But now, as, as I've ridden one, they're really, really rad. And man, I think it would be cool that like if if you're coming up on bikes and you're wanting to learn to ride more and do all this, but you, and you have a group of friends that can already that have been. This can give you the ability from jump to be like, oh, man, I want to go do this 50-mile ride with my buddies, but I physically can't. I need help. Mm. That bike gives help. And that allows you to get the life experience. And maybe it gets to the point that you're healthy enough one day to switch, you know, get get on a real, you know, get on a, a not electric bike or a not assisted bike. And. I mean, man, some of the, like, I would have loved one. I did a ride up in, in Portland with some guys that all ride, and I got fucking slaughtered. Um, 
they set out to do 52 miles and 7,000 feet of climbing. Uh, buddy Dustin Klein, who's got a YouTube channel I follow and interesting guy, artist. Uh, so I met up with them and we camped and we went for a ride. And uh, like I took a separate route that they had set that was 30 miles and only like 4,500 feet of climbing. And so like we split off at a point. I'm like, I, I can't do that. But if I'd had some assistance on, on hill climbing from the electric bike, I could have got the experience of spending all day with those dudes in the saddle. Mm. You know, I, this is not, man, the same way I feel about lifting at this point. Like, you got a barbell in your hands, I'm in. I don't give a shit about the details of it. I don't care if you want to bodybuild or CrossFit or, or fucking do Zumba. I don't care. <laughs> you want to do something, I'm on your squad. <laughs> You know, that's that's what I want. And so, yeah, see Specialized. We'll probably come back up this way, see Kelly Sturette, hang out with them for a few days. And then I think Mammoth Lakes, go visit a buddy of mine, uh, Derek Woodski, and uh, his girlfriend, do some hiking, some camping, and then make our way to uh, FitCon over in uh, Salt Lake City, which oh, should yeah. be fun. Where we'll see y'all, right? Yeah, weird <laughs> yeah. outdoor trade show, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be interesting. That's the, the rock thing? Or is that no? No, no, no the Rock is uh, in Atlanta. Oh, it's Atlanta. But I don't know. I, don't, I think the first year of it, I think, got postponed. I think it makes sense. Okay. I was this was year been, supposed to be the? I think. First year. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I think 2019 might have been. Oh. It might have came and went. Oof. Already, not sure. What do you? I mean, what do you think? Big changes that are going to come from this that that hold. I mean, do you think we're going to social distancing will continue for a long time? Do you think mask will continue for a long time? Masks for a while. Yeah, I think social distancing will definitely. Uh, it, well, it, it'll be around, I guess. Um, it w- might subside if you know some of the baseball parks and football stadiums and things like that start to open up. Uh, I would imagine that it's it's hard it's hard to say because. I see so many people being irrational and not admitting that they're not doing a very good job of social distancing. You know, I've said before that I think on a scale of one to 10, I'm doing like a three or four. Because, yeah, I'd say mine's probably about but, the same. But anything less than a 10, you know, it w- would be ineffective, yeah. right? Because you're, you got possible, you, did it. you got possible transmission going on, right? So, um, I think it's going to go on for a while, you know, I think maybe. The information is going to start to come out on what is really happening, but I still think it will take a long time. So and my concern be, is that, that information even f- getting out to to the mass, right. right? Getting getting out to people that get it or people that are searching out that information is one thing, but getting out getting out to the masses is another, and that's. One of those things that concern me about the way this goes, man, and and I mean, even watching well, Idiocracy, right? Like like something like that that keeps coming more and more true. I uh, I, I I don't think it would end in a like a battle or a war or something like that because no. I think that um, 
people being told to sit on their ass, I don't think is that problematic. <laughs> no, we're pretty good at it. Yeah. Like everyone's very, like very good at it. But at some point, uh, money that has been built by previous generations is going to run out. You know, the money that you're getting from the government at the moment, the unemployment, the money that maybe your parents had or your grandparents had or someone has, because I don't know anybody who's really like up against, I don't know anybody who's really struggling, but that doesn't mean that there's not people sure. out there. Um, but even in the face of COVID-19 and, and with everything going on, I know that they say there's going to be economic destruction, but I just don't think we've even seen what that side will look like. Right. So people can sit on their ass all they want, but until their money is taken away, that's when we might start to see the frustration happen, but that might take a couple years. Now, an- another thing we've talked about with as many people that now have transitioned to work at home, do you think that's a big move that we see in the corporate space uh, on a lot of things that, A, I mean, why do we have this giant fucking building that we're filling with people if they can do their job remotely? Right. And I mean, one of those questions I've asked people that I know that have those type of jobs is like, how much less salary would you take if you didn't have to go to the office? And then think about what that saves a company. If you're talking about 10% of a salary and then you don't need 15 janitors, and yeah, only no only the essential people that need to come to an office, because that does exist, mm-hmm. have them there. And so, like, now are we going to start seeing all these big, stupid fucking buildings and cities become vacant? And then that's a big shift we've got to right. make. I think it uh, just shows shows us a different way. And that's what I've felt about Donald Trump from the beginning is that. For better or for worse, he showed us a different way to be president. You know, the tweets and the stuff he shares on social media. Maybe the next president will do that, but maybe they'll navigate those waters better, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they'll they'll be more selective on what they say or whatever. But I I think uh, in the end, uh, much like – More graceful. Much like a lot of the stuff that's going on, I think it will lead to better things. I think if there's any saving grace of COVID-19 is that that the whole whole world went through it. So, like, rather than just seeing – like, rather than just saying, like, oh, you know, how's – what's the impact on the United States or what's the impact on my city, which is important – we're, we do want to know, like, how how's the rest of the world handling this? Right. How, how is yeah. how are other people doing that it? That feeling of a global community, I think, is really yeah. important. Yeah, and and that and for me, what I've been kind of questioning the whole time is like, well, hey, how come some of these other countries have they have how do they have a different idea on this? As you were saying, like, it's a virus, like it should be similar. You right. know, we we know how viruses act. Um, and and so on and so just in in seeing that and seeing like okay sweden and belarus and some of these other places it's like wow they have like exact opposite thought process than us how is that possible do the people right. of sweden want to see all their people die no, right do they want to see their country wiped out i'm like I don't, I don't really think they probably do so how did they come to that conclusion what are they what are they doing you know that those kinds of things you know as as a logical side, I think it's a very, very strange thing that we've, you know, I, I, I like the survival of the fittest. I like evolution based on these traits, which we've gotten away from for a long time. And I mean, even if I look at like our medical community, right? Like if, if our doctors are our best and brightest, they're spending their entire life taking care of the dying, you know, so the weakest are getting the most attention to be kept alive. Um, and with the virus or anything like that, like, I think we're placating to such this small percentage that we're not looking at 
the overall. And I mean, people die every year. Viruses happen. Flu happens. I mean, and these deaths from this, I mean, if the numbers are accurate, and we'll say if that, right? Like, to even just look at it at that surface without the other debate. Um, these are extra people dead on top of the other things. Those other things are still happening. This needs to be addressed, but we've got to find actual useful things, and we can't look at other stuff that we know is the case, right? That, like, hospitals were getting a bump in money from insurance companies or the government if they used ventilators. And we've also seen 80% of people put on ventilators fucking die. But that's where the cash came. So, of course, they follow it as that's a system that you've put in place and that we're going to have to follow. It's not I don't blame the hospital and doctors for that. That They're a business, too. If a family's crying, they're saying he needs a ventilator because that's what they saw on the news. Right. Right. And then you're like, well, fuck, like they, you know, I I know it's uh, easier said than done, you know, for the medical professionals to say, hey, they don't need that. You know, right. They're going to be okay. The guy dies anyway. Right. And it's like what the fuck do we do now? Yeah, and then it becomes that, you know, that like, well, well, COVID did it. Right. Well, like maybe there's some underlying issues that this just uncovered, you know, in the same way that like, I don't know, a really weird analogy would be, I mean, if I got, if if three of us needed to run away from a bear and I got eaten, it'd be like, blaming the bear instead of maybe this was an underlying issue because I can't run good because I have a shitty knee. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, sure. I mean, part of that's my fault. Mm. And like, I, th- I think this was an opportunity as a country we could have taken a bigger account of our own health concerns and what can we can we be tired of being the fat fucking country on earth? Mm-hmm. Is, is that okay? Can we Can we move past like being the fat, lazy fucks that are ignorant and stupid and racist. Can, can we do better than that as a group? Maybe that's maybe that's a thing that 100% of Americans could agree on. Mm-hmm. Is everyone okay if we try to be better than the fattest, <laughs> laziest, least traveled, less educated country on earth? If we could all possibly agree that that's not ideal. You'd think. That's a nice step forward. But there'll be people that fucking argue it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, I think a lot falls back to leadership, right? And again, you know, I, I like that Donald Trump was trying to mix things up. I like that we got out of the old fucking guard. But I don't like that we have a leader who can't say I'm sorry or that I didn't know or I was wrong. And that translates down to the rest of the people that follow him. It's like, well, if he's not going to do it, that's how I'm fucking doing it. And now you have a bunch of fucking dummies who think they're right. Because, look, I, I think we, we if you look at, do you agree that, you know, the middle average American is uninformed, not healthy, doesn't know nutrition, is also not searching out anything other than information bias for what they currently already think. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if, if we agree that the average American falls into that category then we also have to agree that 150 million people in our country are dumber than that. And that's a fucking problem. That's a lot of people. And you, you can't fight stupid that way. Like, I don't, especially if they're not willing to say they're incorrect or want to learn more or that this is the way 
because. Man, that, that's, that's a real tough one to not be able to admit you're wrong. It's weird because the country, I'm sure, like, has kind of always needed a leader, but we haven't, like, quote, unquote, really needed one that often. No. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, the president of the United States is a very fucking important position, but it's not until somebody crashes planes into a building or until there's a big virus uh, floating around that we really like, hey, we need, you know, we need someone to to come through with a plan and to to make a definitive statement about what it is we're actually going to do. And in this case, um, I don't know what he's empowered to do or not do, but... um, didn't seem like there was enough direction from the beginning and there was and even now it's like it, it kind of is getting talked about even less um they just keep kind of talking about the same things they're talking about masks and they're not really they're still not really talk. i guess they they're the new focus is the vaccines well they're still talking about the things that your average dummy is yelling about right because that's the people watching the news channel that's the people watching these press conferences they're not talking to us who are willing to look at other forms of education, right? Like, I remember it was some class I had taken in college, and we were discussing racism. And I don't don't remember what the class was, but at some point kind of had this feeling of, like, everyone in the room gets it. We're all in a college class taking a women and gender studies class. Like, everyone in here gets it, so we're just an echo chamber. We're not... The, it's the people out there that let's need pack this discussion. And, let's pack up and go to Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it there. Yeah. As someone who's lived close to Arkansas, <clears throat> I don't recommend it. Did you see that video of the guy who's like, I think he had a Black Lives Matter poster. Yeah. Did you see that clip? Uh-uh. He's being just screamed at by people, you know. But it was kind of neat the way that it ended. Somebody actually uh, gave him a handwritten uh, note and said, I love what you're doing or something like that. Keep doing, mm-hmm. you know, it's a worthy cause, yeah. you know, something like that. And yeah. it, you know, sucks that the guy that even said, that, you know, had those thoughts couldn't even voice. He couldn't even say it. It was a white guy holding that poster, by the way. Right, right, and right. A bunch of people were like, white lives matter too, or uh, you're white. Why are you saying that? And some people were just yelling real. I don't understand how this is a thing. People stuff. have missed the fucking point on this bitch. Like, like, oh, like, yeah. like it, if all lives matter. Black Lives Matter. And (laughs) also, no one else is being attacked by the police department in in, in places like this is and the more that I've talked to people, black friends and, and stuff like that. Like these are very different experiences growing up with police officers than I have. And even that, like myself, I'm not comfortable if I've been pulled over. I'm still nervous. Mm -hmm. And. A little simple thought like is, you know, with police cars looking the way they do in this kind of militarization of police forces, I mean, what's the difference in how we feel about police force if they all drove bright pink cars, you know, that fucking played the ice cream song whenever there was an emergency, Uh, you know, instead of. You know, the black car with black wheels and and made to be intimidating. Yeah, this meant to be intimidating vehicle, you know, especially now. Why is black intimidating, Matt? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the absence of color. (laughs) No, black is all color. Good way to think on your feet. Black's all color. White, white's the absence of color. There you go. That's right. That helps. That's a good answer. You guys are awesome. I'm, I'm glad you guys had the time to uh, be on the show, and I think we've been chatting away for 
a while. Happens. Two hours, 45 minutes. Woohoo! Yeah. Killing it. Wow. I've been known to be able to talk. We always Whoa. go. We always go a little while. How did you guys meet? So, we met at the Arnold. Yeah, the Arnold a handful of years ago. Um, she was I think. there working with uh, Donuts and Deadlifts booth had gone to hang out. I think it was not working with, but hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After your bodybuilding career? <laughs> uh, yes, significantly. How long did you bodybuild for? Um, about five years. Oh, cool. Five years, wow. and I did CrossFit a for a year, and then got into powerlifting. Yeah, I never competed in bodybuilding or anything, hmm. but... You did uh, a figure show, didn't you? Something? Bikini no, or... No. I thought you did a show really? at some point. <laughs> well, shit, now you gotta do a show. Whoops. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, prob- that would have been like right after I had switched it's to powerlifting. Weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. From, from that point, we had... Uh, we knew of each other, and then it, we'd started working together a little bit with hate, and then the more and more that we had hung out at different things, and it seemed the kind of universe kept putting us in situations together, that we enjoyed each other's company, and we wanted to spend more time with it. There you so, go. I mean, I think, I mean, oh, I think oh, that's really all we're trying to do, right? Find people <laughs> you like to spend time with and spend more time with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And looking at it that way, I mean... This is someone that makes me happy. I want to be around, has similar ideas, has similar time constraints to their life, has the freedoms I have. Fuck, let's give it a go. She mm. benches 225. Right. True. Is that what it was? 220. She currently outpulls me. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking awesome. All right, where can people find you, Bonnie? At Bon Show on Instagram. If you want to see naked butt pics, that's where you go. That's the spot. There's one more. How about for you, Mr. Matt? Uh, I hate Matt Vincent on um, Instagram. Uh, Hate Brain Goods is the brand. I have a podcast called Um So. And um, there's butt pics on your Instagram, too. That's true. It's a win win. Just make an OnlyFans. Make some money. <laughs> <laughs> it's next <Yikes>. move. <laughs> oh, yikes. Take us on out of here, Mr. Andrew. <laughs> Will do. Thank you, everybody, for checking out today's episode. If you had as much fun as we did, please make sure you share this with a friend. Also, please make sure you're following the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram, at MB Power Project on Twitter. And uh, these two beautiful people's Instagrams will be down in the uh, YouTube and Facebook description, as well as the podcast show notes. My Instagram is at I am Andrew Z. And Seema, where are you at? And Seema and Yang on Instagram and YouTube. And Seema and <laughs> Yang on Twitter. Mark? <laughs> At Mark Smelly Bell, strength is never weakness, weakness is never strength. Catch you all later.